We're going live with Trina, Tana, and the dog. And we got a lot to talk about here on the Locked on Giants podcast coming your way next. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On Giants podcast is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. The Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Locked On Giants Live. You got Trina and Tana and soon to be joined by Dog, who's running a little late tonight, but he did say he will be here, so don't panic. Those of you who came to see the dog, he will be here. He told me, gave me his word. And why <laughs> wouldn't he be? Because there's so much to talk about. Tana, what's Stand up, there New York Giant fans. It's been a fun free agency. It, it ha- you know, wow. we made one huge splash move, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that on the podcast. And Shane's done a really good job, I think, of, for the most part, it's been cost-savvy moves, but He's filled a lot of holes leading up into the draft, which is exactly what you want out of free agency. And I think now this has afforded Shane the freedom to do whatever he wants early on in this year's draft. Like, he doesn't have to feel forced now to have to take a wide receiver in the first round. I'm not saying he won't, but he's not forced to do that now. Now he could feel confident. Yeah, I could go corner. I could wait till around two or three. I could go center. I could take the best player on my board available. And that's what you wanted out of this free agency period. Um, and he improved our wide receiving core a ton. I know a lot of people are going to look at it and they're going to say, no, we, we just brought back the same guys. Darren Wall accounts. Uh, Darren Wall is basically a wide receiver. You got to figure Wondell Robinson, if he can get back to healthy, is going to be even better this year. And I think Paris Campbell is going to be a nice under-the-radar move. I like that pickup by the New York Giants. So they did, and, and none of these contracts really damaged the, the budget past this year for the most part. Waller, you can get out after this year. Campbell's obviously a one-year deal. Slayton's a two-year deal that I'm sure if things go really south, you could get out after one. So to me, he patched holes this year. He allowed himself to further analyze Daniel Jones and focus on other positions in the draft. So I thought it was a great free agency period thus far for Joe Shane. Yes, indeed. And and you're right. You know, he said he basically told everybody what he was going to do. You know, if you think about it, when they signed Daniel Jones and they had him on, the, you know, the, the conference call, he basically said, we're going to build around Daniel Jones, which he's done. That, you know, we're going to address the run defense, which he did early on. Uh, So basically everything he said he was going to do, he's done so far. And he hasn't killed the cap. You know, now, obviously they cut Kenny Galladay. They decided to take their medicine, which, you know, I don't blame him. I mean, you know, get that contract off the books. Why do you want a reminder of it? And that money that they saved, that $6.7 million, they were able to add Campbell and, and, you know, these other guys, you know, bring back Slayton. Um, now, I know some of the people, I saw some of the questions before we, we went live asking about the cap situation. Guys, the cap is fluid right now. We yeah. don't have all the numbers in. Once the numbers come in, which hopefully they'll be in by tomorrow, we'll have a better idea of what they have as far as space goes. But really, I, I would say at this point, um, and this is based on what I last saw, the Galladay, gave the, the Galladay transaction gave them, I think, uh, $4 million in space. 
Um, they're going to have to get Leonard Williams done, I think, at some point. Now, I know some people have said, well, they got to do something with Waller. I wouldn't touch Waller's contract right now. Yeah. I would not touch uh, Leonard Williams would be one guy I would touch uh, as far as his contract goes and see if you can't get something done with Dexter, you know, down the line. So uh, cap situation, I will look into that tomorrow, folks. We'll see, you know, as the numbers continue to come out, they'll, that will affect it. But right now, to, for me to give you an answer, it's going to change. So I, I, I won't even attempt yeah, it. To me, there's really not a point in even looking at the cap for at least a week. Right. Until uh, you really get to see what they do with these contracts. Right. They can still move money around. Saquon's another guy you didn't mention. They could still give him right. an extension. That could alleviate 5 or $6 million on this year's cap. Um, so the Giants still have a lot of options to create cap space. I'm not worried about it. Um, Joe Shane didn't do anything to kill us in terms of future no. cap space uh, this offseason. So you got to like what you see. And, you know, I think he was smart. Like a lot of fans are still screaming and crying that we didn't get a number another number one wide receiver. What number one wide receiver was out there, unless you're talking about a fantasy land trade that you don't even know that exists for a guy like a Brandon Ayuk or a T. Higgins, there wasn't a number one wide receiver out there. It was a very thin wide receiver free agency class, and he did the next best thing. He got in a number he got a number one weapon. And and that right. of course and that that is Waller. And then you pair that with Saquon Barkley. Um, the Giants have Good weapons. I'm not going to say they have incredible weapons, but they went from having horrible weapons to now pretty good weapons. And year two in an offense for Daniel Jones. So a pretty good offseason so far for Joe Shane. Yeah, absolutely. You know, now the key is getting all these guys healthy, keeping them healthy. Because yeah. Waller has had some injury issues, you know. Uh, just just keep these guys healthy. That's, that's yeah. all they ask. Now, Chris, let me ask you. Uh, was there any move that Shane made that really caught you off guard? I have one. I'm going to give. Um, I want to hear what I, you say first. I, I mean, I, Slayton, I guess. But as I saw the offseason develop, I, I, I like if you would have told me before free agency started, I would say Slayton's not coming back. No chance he's coming back. But as free agency developed, and I saw the wide receiver market develop the way in which it did, and I saw us bringing the pieces that we did. Yeah, I thought it was at least a fifty-fifty possibility about a day or two ago. Uh, that Darius Slayton was going to be back with this football team. But if you would have told me at the start of free agency, I was, yes, Darius Slayton's yep. not coming back. Now, interestingly, Slayton did get interest from Atlanta. And yeah. the report is, is that they offered him more money. He decided to come back. And, you know, hey, by the way, this is a great example, folks. I mean, this is going to fly under the radar, but this is a great example of the Giants organization rewarding guys for their hard work, for being team players. Slayton last year, he was basically once had one foot on the banana peel, one foot in the, the coffin, as they say. Yeah. And he came in, you know, he took the pay cut. He swallowed his pride. He was a professional, didn't complain, didn't whine, kept his nose to the grindstone, worked mm -hmm. hard, and he was rewarded for that. And that says a whole lot about this organization under this leadership, that they reward guys who just, you know, they might I, have to- I, I got another play. question for you. I got I, another question for you as you're talking. You got me thinking. I think Slate, I agree with you. I think Slayton took less money to come back here. Yep. I also think Paris Campbell probably took less money to come. I here. think he did too. Um, and I think Campbell looks at this as a situation where he could actually have a good opportunity to put up stats next year, hit free agency. And so when's the last time, Patty, that you could recall that offensive players, wide receivers took less money to come to the New York Giants? Can't. What does that what does that say about Brian Dave? What does that say about Mike Kafkin? What does that, that say about they are excited? Yep. They are excited to play for this coaching staff and this regime. They have a great reputation. And you know what? 
you saw the results of that NFLPA survey with with the Giants finishing eighth as as the eighth best yep. working place workplace in the NFL. But word gets around. You know, guys talk to their agents, and their agents represent other guys who might be free agents, and they say, "Oh, so and so said that this was a you know the Giants organization." Great place to work. Dable's awesome. Kafka's awesome. Martindale's awesome. And it gets around. And don't underestimate that. Skies want to win. And if it means taking a little less, if you think about it, the money they make in the postseason, while not a whole lot, but it can kind of make up the difference between a million and, you know, a million here, a million there. So definitely, you know, a big, big factor is, is this current regime, this current coaching staff. Joe Shane, just the, the whole turnaround that they have done. I want to just address the, my surprise before I forget and move off the yeah. topic. Yeah. The one move that I, I, I'm not surprised he was brought back. I'm just surprised of the timing was mm-hmm. Sterling Shepard. Shepard okay. right okay. now cannot pass a physical to my knowledge. Yeah. I thought to myself, well, they want him back. He wants to come back. Let him get a little further into his rehab. Meanwhile, you open up another roster spot for another guy. You know, what's the hurry? Nobody's, you know, nobody's probably going to be breaking down his door to to sign him anyway. And even if somebody was, he wanted to be back with the Giants. So I was a little surprised with the timing of that move, if I'm being totally honest with you. I'm not surprised that he's back because I thought that might be the case. Just the timing surprised me. And it is a veteran minimum deal for Shep. I'm glad he's back. I love Shep. I think he's, you know, what he did last year. Again, this is what I'm talking about when I say this team rewards guys for putting the team above themselves. And that's what he did last year. So uh, I'm absolutely thrilled that he's back. But, um, you know, I was surprised with the timing because I thought, okay, maybe once they fill out the roster and they have to churn it, you know, maybe they churn somebody at the bottom of the roster that they don't need. And, you know, so – yeah. I, I'll say this, and I'm happy that Shep's back. Uh, he's one of my favorite Giants, like, ever. Like, I love Shep. He's, he's, he's really hard not to really like. I don't think he's a shoo-in to make this team. No. I, 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 you know, it's basically a million-dollar contract, and, you know, it's basically a camp invite. That's what they gave Shep. They said, here's a right. camp invite. Let's see if you're healthy. Let's see how you do. But uh, make no mistake about it, Jeff Smith they picked up. He could be a guy that contributes on special teams. He could be yes. a back end. Like, you look at this receiving core right now, Patty. you got Slayton's obviously going to make the team. you got Paris Campbell's obviously going to make the team. you got, um, uh, obviously, Wondell Robinson. you got to figure we're going to – Hodgins, of course. That's four already. We're going to draft yep. a wide receiver in the first three rounds, more than likely. So that's yep. five. And then you you got Shep and you got Smith and you got – um, what's what what's the dude's name? The the Colin Johnson. Colin so Johnson. There's, there's there's competition at the back end of this roster. So just because we signed Shepard, I don't think it's a shoe in that he's going to make this team. Uh, exactly. Every, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But you know what? Give him a chance. Of course. You know, when I spoke to him, you know, I think it was during the playoffs period. He was very optimistic. He said he t- he told me his rehab was ahead of schedule. He felt that he would be back. Um, that, that, you know, he told me he wasn't done. He wanted to leave on his terms. And look, I, how can you not root for, for Shep? I mean, you have to, exactly. You know, Slayton's another guy. Now I'll admit, I did not think they would bring Slayton back. Yeah. I thought maybe, you know, they draft or maybe they go in a different direction with him. I don't hate that move. I don't either. I don't hate it. I mean, I, I mentioned how, how Slayton worked his tail off. And was rewarded 
the drops do bother me, but, you know, c considering the role in the offense he had and how he produced, I don't hate the move. I still think the Giants will probably add another receiver in the draft. Mm -hmm. I think we can forget about uh, the guy with the three initials that everybody seems to want back, OBJ. Yeah, no, no, ain't no. happening, guys. I'm sorry. No, no. I know some of you are like, is it happening? I'm like, no. I think we could probably forget about a trade at this point. I don't think they're going to make a trade for DeAndre Hopkins or Jerry G. They made their trade. They made their trade. Right, exactly. Waller was their trade. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. I, I don't think we're making a trade either. Yeah, somebody asked me, oh, would the, would the Giants give up a, a second and a fifth to get, a to get you know, a Hopkins? Nah, not happening. No. I, I don't see no. it happening. I think, you know, now um, the of the signings that they did make, I like the well. Waller was such white trade, but I like the um, the linebacker that they signed, Bobby Okierke. I hope I said yeah. That I, right. I'm gonna, I'm I'm going to sound that out for you because I had to do it about I, Okereke, I, yeah. Sorry, Okereke. That's how it's pronounced. Okereke. Yeah, that's right. Okereke. Right. Jake, Jake Arthur told me it's like Okereke cake, so I should have remembered that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't help you. Bobby Okereke. Yeah, I'm excited Okereke. about that move too, and um, you know, durability. You know, that's something that Joe Shane was certainly looking at with him. He's only missed mm -hmm. two games since he's been in the pros. Um, I think he's going to fit our defense really well. He's got good side-to-side -side quickness. I think he's a bit underrated in coverage when you watch some of his highlights. Um, and he looks like he's got a good nose for the ball. So, uh, obviously, a huge need of ours. The guy's got almost 300 combined tackles over the last two years. And for anybody that was complaining about the contract, it was less than the per-year average of Blake Martinez when he signed his three years later when the cap is higher and for the same exact guaranteed money, 22 yeah. and a half for both contracts. So, He's young, and, and I think that was another thing that Joe Shane was looking at with a lot of these free agents, right? Look at look at what he did. He spent some money on Paris Campbell. That's a young player who hasn't maybe quite peaked yet. Same thing with Bobby Okereke. He was not looking at established 30-year-olds. He's looking at 25, 26-year-olds that he thinks he could get, even Daniel Jones, that he thinks he could get more out of than what the back of their football cur cur currently says. And, and, you know, to your point, Okereke was on the conference call with us today, Super mm -hmm. nice guy, by the way. I mean, really a good talker, very intelligent, and very excited to play in this defense. I put an article up on Giants Country about how he's looking forward to, you know, blitzing more and just, you know, how confident he is. You know, they added speed, a guy who has sideline to sideline range. I mean, how many times did we have to see the Giants linebackers getting burnt by tight ends and running backs out of the backfield? Yeah. I was getting tired of it. I think, in, you know, Karake... They finally, you know, have a guy there who can, you know, put a stop to that, you know. And then if you get a healthy Darian Beavers back, Beavers is your thumper in that group. That inside linebacker group just got improved by tenfold. And don't be surprised if we draft the linebacker. Right. In round three or round four wouldn't surprise me. I'm excited. I am so excited about the draft now because um, yeah. I think we got a better idea now where they're going. Like, I, I, I think after the cornerback and center, first two rounds, I think that's where, I mean, obviously, if, uh, you know, a player they love falls to them. Anything can happen. But that's where my head's at going into the draft. That's like, I'd be very surprised. Yeah. When I, 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 I still haven't done a mock draft for, for this podcast. I will do a mock draft once free agency settles down a little bit because I kind of wanted to see. But right now, I would say probably go cornerback. You want to pair somebody up with a Dory Jackson for the final year or Dory's got one more year in his contract and then it voids out. Yeah. And then, you know, then you move on. And, but cause this is a deep cornerback class. You might be even get two cornerbacks, but I definitely could see them maybe getting a center. You know, if Schmitz is sitting there at, at, at 25, I wouldn't hate it if they grabbed him. I would love it. 
I wouldn't hate that move. I, I, would, I wouldn't just not hate it. I would love it. I, I know, I know a lot of Giants fans want that flashy toy, but give me the center. Give me that big fellow in the middle. Um, corner mm-hmm. or center for me in the first round. I'm really not even thinking wide receiver at this point. Now, I'm I don't, yeah, don't get me wrong. If there's a receiver there that they love and they think he could be a number one, okay, I'm, I'm going to support it. Obviously, we don't have a number one on this team right now. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, if there's a center there that you think is a legit, like, really good high-end center, uh, obviously a corner, a big need of this team, I think that's where my head's at as a fan going in this draft. I want a center or a corner with that 25th overall pick. Yeah, I right now I would lean more towards center. I mean, when I do the mock, I usually use a simulator. And if there, if Schmitz is on the board at 25, that's my pick. Cornerback, yeah. you know, it's interesting. I, I think the Eagles will may look to get a corner for the future, but this is such a deep class at cornerback where if you wanted to wait till round two to get it, you probably could, and you could probably still get a future starter. But I do think that's a position they're going to have to address. Um, they haven't yet addressed it yet in free agency. Moreau hasn't been re-signed. Um, I, I, I think they have another guy who, who uh, is a free agent. Um, they've got to address that position, I think. And, uh, you know, offensive line, you know, we talk about center. Gates is gone. Boo-hoo. Yes, I did yeah. shed it there. Uh, well, well, I, I, I know we got a three-year deal. What was the I, – I didn't see the uh, the dollar amount. Uh, I got to look it up. But I'll look it up. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Yeah, I don't, I gotta, I don't remember what it was, but it, it, it was it – was, it was significant. Good for good for Nick. I'm happy he got it. You know, he wanted to start someplace. He wanted to, to be paid, you know. And, you got, you got, you're not bad. I just saw three years, 16.5. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good. You know, good for him. He, he wasn't going to get that here. Yeah. I mean, I, I I think I told you guys this for, for months now that I didn't feel have a good feeling about Nick coming back. And I obviously I knew a little bit more than I was letting on. But uh you know, it's, it's a shame he's going down to Washington. They got to face him twice a year, but just a sweetheart of a guy. And I wish him nothing but the best. He's, he's oh, just super. How could you not love him? How could you not love him? I mean, I'm so I, you know I, 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 I hate who he's playing for now, but uh, yeah, definitely. And speaking of another former giant, by the way, Patty, what, what were the Browns smoking? And I loved Alvin Tomlinson, but what were the Browns smoking? They paid him almost $15 million a year. Oh man! Oh the part, well, this is the same team that gave Deshaun Watson a fully guaranteed contract. Remember, so you know that's a good point. That's a good point. So uh, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh, that was interesting to say the least. But, um, but yeah, I, now on the offensive line, interestingly, Shane did say they anticipate having competition at left guard and center. So let's take a look at those spots right now. So at left guard, you figure Ben Bredesen, who could also play center. Mm-hmm. Feliciano, surprisingly, hasn't been re-signed yet. I thought for sure he'd be like one of the first guys they brought back because right. I know how, how much uh, he's, he's, he's appreciated by that coaching staff. Um, they have Azudu, who probably will compete for left guard. Um, you got to bring a center. I mean, I, it just – the cards are shaping up for a center – now, where does Shane Lemieux fit in? Does he get another chance? Because he's missed the last two years pretty much with, with injuries. Do yeah. you give him another shot? I don't think he's he's going to compete for the center spot, even though I know he trained for it. Mm-hmm. Maybe he competes for that left guard spot. But uh, I I would feel better with another guy there. And, and, and if they get, like I said, if they take a, a first-round center, which I would not – 
Well, I mean, the last time the Giants took a center in the first round, wasn't it Brian Williams way back in the day? Am I right? A long time ago, because Snee was second round. Snee was the second round pick. Yeah, Snee was Snee was a guard. So right, right, yeah, interior lineman. I, yeah. I, think, I think the last time they took a pure center in the first round, and if anybody out there remembers, it, it was Brian Williams. I don't remember what year it was, but it, 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 I want to say it was towards the end of the nineties. If I yeah. remember correctly, a long time. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, it, it's definitely been a long time. And of course, his career unfortunately ended when he got poked in the eye, and he was never the same. The poor guy never, you know, had double vision or whatnot. But, um, but yeah, so could this be the first time in in decades that the Giants go center in first? I wouldn't rule it out. Look, you get a nice young center, and you have two young tackles. You've got, you know, potentially a young guard at left at left guard, assuming that, you know, Azudu develops and comes back from that neck injury. Glowinski's probably going to be, you know, this will probably be his last year. So if you want to move on for him, maybe you get another interior offensive line. Mm-hmm. And you have a good young offensive line now for the future and maybe a chance at continuity on that offensive line, which is so important. Yeah, I, if it's not the first round, I definitely think it'll be the second. Uh, I I think we're going uh, center early in this draft. I'd be surprised if we don't. I'd be rather disappointed if we don't, because I don't want John Feliciano to be the starter uh, day one for this team on the offensive line at that center position. I want to. I'd be there. okay if he was a backup. I don't think. I'd oh, backup's him. fine, or even yeah. a guy that starts the year and then the rookie transitions into it, say week four, or week five. I'm co- I'm cool with that too. But I want a young center in this draft. As do I, for sure. So, um, yeah, I, I think we're on the same page with that. You know, I mean, yeah. offensive line, so important. And, you know, people keep asking me, oh, what are they doing on the offensive line? You know, I, I know the the Titan center is out there, but he's had some injury issues. So I, I, I don't know if he's an option. You know, a guy that I was keeping an eye on, and I wonder if Buffalo's going to cut him. I could see him maybe being a stopgap. Mitch Morse, if Buffalo cuts him, I could see him as a stopgap over John Feliciano, um, and then maybe if the Giants go and add the uh, the young guy in the draft, you know, then then it kind of plays out. So possible, possible. We're not we're not necessarily done yet. Free agency. I don't think we're making another huge move, but we still may make a couple of nice little pickups here and there. Yeah, I I agree with you. I definitely think. Uh, you know, I don't think they're done with free agency either. I mean, of course, let's see what the money looks like. That's going to be mm-hmm. important. That's going to tell us a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't think there's going to be um, a major, major splash. I think your splash was really Okereke and, and and the Waller trade, which really isn't a splash financially, but they did invest, you know, a draft asset. And how nice was it, you know, they flipped that pick that they got for Kadarius Tony to get to get a guy who can, you know, maybe help the passing game. Yeah. I mean, in the end, we ended up trading Canaries, Tony for Darren Waller and a fifth or sixth round pick, whatever it was. So I mean, what more do you want if you're a Giants fan? That's brilliant by Joe Sheen. And he didn't give away any draft capital at the trade deadline and reach on a wide receiver. You look at what the bears did. I mean, my God, give it the 32nd pick for chase Claypool. We end up with Hodgins for free. So Joe Sheen did a great job uh, monitoring the market and, uh, so far, so good. I think Joe Shane's been disciplined. Every one of these contracts, I think, are very well structured. He's giving himself a lot of a lot of options in all of these contracts. The Waller contract, like we talked about, that he traded for, it didn't construct, but he traded for it. He could get out after one year with no dead cap hit. The Daniel mm-hmm. Jones contract, he left himself an out after two years. 
Mm-hmm. He is not given a ridiculous uh, contract to Saquon Barkley, which, by the way, I feel bad for Saquon Barkley because if he had the opportunity, mm-hmm. when you look at this running back market, he had the opportunity to take $12.5 million during the regular season on the bye. He's not getting that. You see what these running backs are signing for. Barkley be lucky to get 10 or 11 at this point on a multi-year contract because yeah. it sucks for him. But uh, the, the running the running back market just completely completely tanked yeah i mean zeke cut and you don't see you don't hear people banging down the door for him yeah i mean yeah it's it's not a good market and you know i i know they had a uh a offer on the table i think they'd got as high as 13 13 and a half and that still wasn't good enough so yeah. right now barkley is looking at some lost benjamins yeah. Um, now maybe he makes it back in, in, in endorsements. I don't know. You know, a lot of people, um, a lot of people ask, they say, well, you know, will, will Barkley hold out? I don't think he would hold out for the season. You know, might he skip the off season program? Possibly, but you know, here's the thing. Barkley takes pride in being a team leader, being a captain. Yeah. If he does that, he puts that in jeopardy. And where's his leverage at this point? And he has no leverage. Exactly. Exactly. There's no, there's, there's no leverage at this point if you're Saquon Barkley. So I, I just, I don't see it. I, I, I don't, I don't. I, I think it would be foolish for him. You know, people say, well, you know, it's his body. You know, he has every right. Yeah, he does have a right to hold out. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but I don't see what the point is. It's not going to change the Giants offer. They're not going to, no. you know, suddenly say, Oh, Saquon, we'll give you a sixteen million like Christian McCaffrey. No, they, they no. can't. No, they can't. No, I mean, no, Barkley. No. I I don't know the details on on what the the full details on what was being offered to him, but from what I understand, it had some mechanisms like Daniel Jones's contract with outs and everything like that, and bonuses and incentives and all that good stuff. So, I I, I just don't know what what his side is thinking. You know, at, at some point, you know, look, I have this conversation with people all the time. At some point, the player's got to sit down with the agent and say, get the deal done. Stop yeah. fooling around. Get it done. Now, I don't know what conversations Saquon has had with his agent, if he's just pretty much letting her handle everything and, oh, just keep me apprised once a week or whatever. But at some point, and, you know, what I like, Shane said that he, you know, hey, he sat down and he had conversations with Saquon. And I spoke about the transparency with this front office and, and this coaching staff. And they give it to you straight. You know, this is a tactic. I don't know if you remember. George Young used to do this back in the day where George Young would sit down one-on-one with a player and say, look, this is where we're at. This is what we're trying to do. Do you want to be here or do you not want to be here? And if you want to be here, then let's get with your agent. Let's get this done and let's move on. If you don't want to be here, tell me. We'll stop negotiating and you can go and and, and good luck to you. And that's what Shane's doing. I think we're going to get him back. I think we're going to get an extension done, but for a lot less than I thought we were going to going to get it done. I for. think so too. I I, think, I I could see like a three for or four for forty now, or you know, with a <laughs> with well, maybe well, look at what Miles Sanders got. So what do you get? Like six, seven? I, what what was it? Four for was it four for thirty? It wasn't much. It wasn't it was like, much. I think it came out to was six it, and a half or something like six that. Six and a half APY, I think it was. So I, I, I think we could get a deal done with Barkley for like four for 40, maybe like 25 guaranteed. And, you know, with an easy two year out. Like, I, I, I think you're looking at something like that and it gives you a lot more flexibility to uh, move around money in this year's cap to 
maybe make another addition or two. So that right. that's what I think ultimately is going to end up happening. But I, I thought for sure it was going to be at least four for 50. I don't think he's even getting that now, If mm-hmm. you know, in, in a contract. Maybe it'll be three for 30, four for 40, something I don't like think that. I don't think the Giants go higher than 13 and a half, and that's with incentives. I don't even think I don't even think it's getting to 12 and a half. Well, the I mean, back market now, is, is low. As the money dries up, yeah. as the money dries up, there's not going to be a whole lot. And you sit there and you wonder and you, and if, if the Giants might turn around and say, you know what? Gee, Saquon, you know, we kind of filled a lot of holes, and now here's what we can offer you. That's yeah. the danger in waiting. No team clearly is coming knocking on the door to give to offer you know two first round picks to sign this guy. Yeah, I mean the running you know? it's not and it's not because of him, it's because of the position. Right, exactly. You know? People don't value that position anymore. Absolutely. And you know, I, I mentioned the Giants will look to create more cap space. Leonard Williams, that deal's gotta get redone. Maybe you look to extend Dexter Lawrence. So those are two deals right there that the Giants can create a whole bunch of cap space, and they will. I mean. You know, they still have some additional needs. You know, they they did add back, uh, they brought back Hottie Ward, which I was happy to see. Um, so you could say now they have three pass rushers. The, will they add another one in the draft? I could see that happening. I think they will at some point, yeah. They have Nacho. They added Nacho on the defensive line, which is a big underrated signing in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, I they brought back Brita. I was happy Brita came back. I like the Brita acquisition. I love. I think that's an underrated, um, an underrated uh, move on their part. Brita, I thought was criminally underused last year, and when he got his hands on the ball, he was pretty good. Yeah, and I and I, and I tell you what, I think we're adding another running back in the draft. I wouldn't be surprised, although you know I do know they like Gary Brightwell. But see, what I'm curious to see with Gary Brightwell, he wasn't much of a kickoff returner. They got to go in a different direction there. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So would they keep him or would they look to move him? That I'm I'm curious to see. You know, I think this Jeff Smith signing, a lot of people were like, what the heck are they doing? Bring He's a gunner. Smith. He's going to be a gunner. gunner yes. guy. Which is why, you know, they brought back Jamie Gillian. And one of the points I made on Giants Country was that, yes, Jamie Gillian was, was um, inconsistent, but did he have a good gunner all year? Yeah, no. He's going to be our Cody Core. Remember Cody Core from a few years ago? Cody Great. Core was good. And Keon Crossan the yep, year before. Yep, yep. That's who. Well, that's what he's going to be for this team. Different for a punter. Yeah, I I like the move. We need our special teams were horrible last year, so if we get a guy that can help there. Why not? Be a yep. sixth receiver on this team, helping special teams. That's kind of what you want from your back end mm-hmm. of the wide receiver. Absolutely. That's and and that's his role. And and you know if he can give you a few snaps on offense here and there, even better. But you know. Special teams, folks. Some of these moves are related to special teams, which I don't have to tell you guys wasn't very good last year. You know, Casey <laughs> Kreider was brought back. Yeah. Um, I was a little surprised they brought him back. I thought they might move on from him. I don't hate the move, but I thought, you know, last year, and it, this could have just been a function of the, all the special teams just not being very consistent. Yeah, I, I just was very down on the unit as a whole. You should have been. It was horrible. Yeah. It was awful. But I, I I I am so pumped up about this receiving core now. I, I'm not saying it's a great receiving core, but no, I just no. I just feel like it's a really good complement of the of the types of weapons that we have now. Because you look at it now, Patty, you've got guys that create mismatches, right? Like Waller is Darren Waller is gonna be he's a walking mismatch. 
Saquon Barkley, when you have a guy like Waller, is a walking mismatch in the passing game now. Plus, you got Daniel Jones's legs. Like, the defense has to think about so many different things. And now you got speed, not just with Slayton. But now you get Paris Campbell. Guy ran a 4-3-1 coming into the pros, um, and they got height. Campbell's 6-1. Slayton's 6-1. Waller's 6-6. Bellinger's 6-5. Hodges is 6-4. So they've got a good – they got a, they got a nice – they got something gelling here with this receiving core. I like it. Yes. And folks, don't forget, I'm going to have another episode, a taped episode. I spoke with Jake Arthur about Paris Campbell. Some really good stuff. I might even snip at that. I might even preview that on my Instagram account. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, the information's below at Patty Trina, P A T T I T R A I N A. I've been posting videos and cards and all kinds of stuff on Instagram. So do give me a follow over there if you want to keep up with the snippets, because I do put little clips from, from the shows, but try to preview stuff just to kind of give you a little taste of what's to come. So I hope you will check that out. Um, Chris, what else do you, I, I mean, you know, I go back to, again, what Shane said at the combine, I go back to the stuff he said since the off season, you know, the, in his year end presser. And if you remember, he said with regards to a receiver and dog, by the way, dog just, just, uh, came in. So let me add him to the, to the stream and then I'll continue my point. What is up, dog? <laughs> Sorry, fashionably late over here today. <laughs> Not a problem. Story. I just started making a point. So you get settled. Let me make a point. All right. What I what I was just starting to say is that at the end of the year, at Shane's year-end presser, he was talking about you can find receiver talent anywhere. He said we were going to look everywhere for it. On the And he didn't say this part, but when you say everywhere – figure on the roster you figure in free agency you figure yeah. in the draft every and this goes back to what i said before he told everybody basically what his plan was he didn't give specifics he didn't give names but he kind of outlined what he was going to do and what what's not to love about this guy i mean he, he's transparent with the fans yeah. you know he doesn't bs or, or, or play games with the media like you know past gms might have done and he he he's not letting grass grow underneath his feet. So what is not to love that's, about this guy? That's what I love about him since him. since he's gotten here. And people just want to continue to like doubt what the guy says. I, I and I get it because a gentleman like he didn't always tell the truth. He wasn't always straightforward. But Joe Shane's a different animal. Um, his first year here, he came right out and said Daniel Jones is going to be the starting quarterback. You know, basically like with four or five games to go, he gave you the sense Daniel Jones is going to be the starting quarterback. People kept fighting him. He told you that he was going to address needs on this team. He's going to address the wide receiver. He's starting to do it. Um, the one thing that I have noticed from him, though, is he's he has also come out when we asked about the wide receiver a lot. He said, listen, there's a lot of needs on this team. So he's kind of downplayed. The, I, I think it's leaning more and more. The more hints that he's gotten, it's why I've been so on board with thinking that they're going to go cornerback in the first round. He has basically said that without saying it. Whenever he always says, oh, I know everybody's obsessed with the wide receiver position, but there's a lot of other needs on this team. I think he sees, sees the wide receiving core this year. I think we're going corner. I thought we are going corner before free agency. Now I definitely think we're going corner in the first round, if not the center. I don't think we're going wide receiver. especially. I don't think we're going hard. receiver either. I And again, if Schmitz is sitting there, I think he is the blue chipper, the one guy I could, I could make a yeah. case for. Now I saw some people say, well, what about Tittman from Wisconsin? I wouldn't second hit round. that move, but I wouldn't do that in the first round. Yeah, second round. Yeah. I mean, dog, let, let's just get you caught up. Your thoughts on what Shane has done so far. Shane's the main. <laughs> <laughs> Shane is the main. 
Uh, I love it. I love what he did. I, I mean, I was happy that they got the Jones deal done. It allowed us to hang on to Saquon. It allowed us to move Jones's money around. So we had much better cap flexibility. Uh, Akira K, great. I thought that was something we desperately needed. Big time inside linebacker, athletic and tackle can cover. God, did we need that? Doesn't mean Simpson's off the board either at 25 if he's there. Right. But what I love about Shane, and when I did the videos on this, you know, some people come in, oh, injury, they got injury problems. And that may be true. But what Shane has done is not handicapped the salary cap in 2024. Nope. If Darren Waller stinks, you cut him, no penalty. But he's under contract for the next four years. That is a very low-risk, high-reward signing. Yep. Paris Campbell ran a 4 3 Injury problems. Broke out last year with 63 catches on a bad Colts team with a quarterback carousel. Tons of athleticism. I actually thought the Giants might draft him in 2019. We, I remember we both liked him. Yes, we, we both him. liked him. Yeah. If he's and, and Bad Dog, another guy we both liked, Isaiah Hodges, that same draft. That's, that's correct. So – and then they get, you know, they get Darius Slayton. They're, they're not hurting themselves going to 2024. What Joe Shane has done is brought in wide receivers, inside line, things that he needs in the worst way. But if they don't work, you can move on from them and do it again. The cap in 2024 is really healthy. So I like that. As I said in my video, Dave Gettleman always made splashes. But when you splash, sometimes you sink right to the bottom. You got to swim too. So yeah. Joe Shane hasn't made such a big splash as he's letting us swim. And yes. the Giants are swimming in the right direction. I'm anxious to see what he does with this draft. I think offensive line will be addressed. I don't think there's any question. I think they're yep. going to take it. Maybe not in the first round, but they're going to take a big swing at the interior offensive line in this draft. Tight end is not out of the realm of possibility. I, I love that Darren Waller a trade. I love that. My brother-in-law is a Raider fan. I text him right away. I said, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and every Raider fan that's on my channel, like you're gonna love Waller Battle. He's a beast. You're gonna you're gonna love yeah. that. And if he's healthy, you think about the red zone offense the last few years it's been terrible, one of the worst in the league for, for years. Last year, we were what right around the top 10, if not in the top 10. I Darren Waller's five. Right. Darren Waller's just gonna make that better if he's mm -hmm. healthy. You know, having him and Bellinger down there, Daniel Jones. And and guys like Isaiah Hodgins, who was huge in the red zone. Then you got shifty guys. If Sterling Shepard can stay healthy, Wandell Rock. I mean, it's ifs, but you're gonna get a guy that's never been injured in his career, and the dude could get injured. It, it's football. It happens. But you can't sit there and play scared, like oh my god, he's had injuries. We can't. Yeah. If they were Listen, to sign, Dad, look, at the end of the day, we traded Kadarius Tony, who was a walking, talking injury, mm -hmm. and we got an extra fifth or sixth round pick, and we got Waller out of it. Right. So if we had Tony here, he was still going to be a walking, talking injury. Yep. So yep. We, we we flipped Tony, and we got an extra pick, and we got Darren Waller, who's one of the exactly. top four or five tight ends when he's healthy in the sport, yep. and yep. completely changes this offense. So there's really nothing to hate about this trade if you're a New York Giants fan. No. Uh, He's probably yeah, a better weapon than now, any individual wide receiver that was available. Yeah, I've seen some people say, well, they have to lower Waller's number. I wouldn't touch his contract this year. I wouldn't either. I mean, oh. you know, he's coming off two injured seasons. He's over 30. You know, you, you tend to be – I know I get a little queasy when guys are over 30 and, you know, they carry big numbers, mind you. But Wow, what does Patty think of me? I'm 47. I mean, my God. Well, I'm older than you, so – but I won't <laughs> – <laughs> I'm 
I got a birthday coming up. So. But uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I I do. You know, it's like if if he's still performing at a high level, don't get me wrong. But when he's coming off two years of injuries, but like you said, maybe they're freak injuries. And you know, Waller when he was on the call with us the other day, very very forthcoming very honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and, and that's the other thing I got to say, I got to comment the Giants on. The guys that they're bringing in seem like stand-up guys. Mm-hmm. You know, Kara K today, I, I'm sitting there going, dang, this guy is, it, it, he, he just well, so that's another thing. That's another thing, Shane. Is in the locker room, you know? And if they're like that with the media, just imagine what they're going to be in the locker room. Well, that's another thing Shane has said, Patty. Like, whenever you guys, I, I don't, you know, whenever I hear you guys ask him questions, one thing that he always hammers home with when they talk about, you know, Saquon Barkley, what he, you know, his character, so on and so forth. He said, they said, listen, if he didn't have good character, we, we wouldn't even be talking to him in the first place. As if to right. say, we're not interested in guys bringing into this organization if they don't have strong character. So mm-hmm. I think that's definitely a big part of Joe Shane's mm-hmm. evaluations with players that he's going to draft and bring into this football team. Yeah, listen, yeah. The, the players, the other thing is you got a really good coaching staff. And I think Mike Kafka can have a field day oh, with the yeah. talent that, that he's bringing in. And again, these are things that we've done. Again, not splashes, but, you know, improvements to weaknesses on this team and not carrying into the next season. So if this, do, like I said, if this doesn't work, you can wipe the slate clean. You have yeah. a much healthier cap in 2024 yeah. and you move on. But I'm so anxious. I'm always anxious for the draft. Usually we're really anxious because we're picking in the top six. We're picking 25th. But I'm anxious to see if Shane makes any moves, if he trades back, or what he does. His vision, I'm buying in. I mean, I know I did this with Joe Judge. I don't know if you believe in Joe Judge. Did Joe Judge got You're me, a fan man. at the end of the day. What do you have fun buying? Joe Why Judge was a good talker. He was a good talker. Yeah. A crappy coach. Yeah. Patriots fans, any Patriots fans out there, get him the hell away from Mac Jones. Joe Judge should never coach. A quarterback with the last name of Jones ever. You know, they got Juju Smith Schuster. They oh, the other thing I want to say about Paris Campbell, and I forgot to mention this in, in the video I did today. I really and Chris will tell you, I really liked McCole Hardman. Like I was a guy like McCole Hardman was a nice fit. And Paris Campbell is similar to McCole Hardman. They're both very fast, very athletic, but they've dealt with injuries. Yeah. So I, I I like the move. Patty, I did want to ask you this, because I mentioned this in, in the video I did today too. The Leonard Williams contract, are they going to do anything with that? Like, he's a massive bite out yeah, of Yeah, I, I would be stunned if they don't. I mean, okay. he's got a $32 million cap yeah. hit. The only thing they can do with him, you know, people say, oh, restructure. No, you got to extend. Extend, right. You got to extend here. Now, I would do maybe, enough, you know, rip up the, the, the last year of the deal, which right now is avoidable year. Um, and just give him another, I, I would say, another two, three years with a, maybe a, a, an out after, you know, with, with one year remaining or something like that, I've been playing around with some numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem that they're going to have, and let me just call up his, his uh, contract. Cause I want to make sure that I, I quote this correctly. The problem. I wasn't sure what his contract was beyond the season. Like I didn't, I didn't see let, what it was. Let me, well, he, here's the problem with his contract. He's gone. It's his last year. So, it is his last year. I thought it was. Yeah. So he yeah. has a prorated signing bonus of 14.26 million. This year, that's mm. just the prorated as a result of all the restructuring that was done the last two years. His number has has inflated. So if you cut that 18 million down, the 18 million base salary, you cut that down and you convert that into a signing bonus. 
his prorated bonus is going to really balloon. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how much are you really saving at the end of the day? I mean, I'd have to play around with it some more, but, you know, the, the restructures that they had to do the last couple of years with him, Gosh, they put a, put themselves in a tough spot with with that contract. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how that that you know works out. It'll be interesting because, like I said, the cap is really fresh in 2024, and I think yeah. that's kind of what Shane has been doing because they didn't wait till after June 1st to cut Gallagher. Like the hell with it, just delete the cap well, all this the year. Be done with it. The money. What's that? They needed the money because no, I'm know, saying, but if they would have cut it, them. Cut at him. Listen to me. What am I, my kid? <laughs> if they would have cut at him. If, <laughs> if they would, if they would have oh, cut him after June first, they they would have split the the cap. Right? It would have been seven point one dead this year and seven point. Right, but they would have been dead. able to use that money until June first. So right. They so needed I, the money now. Now mm-hmm. you know it's interesting. The the cap goes up to an estimated two fifty six in twenty twenty four, and then two eighty two in twenty twenty five. So could they, you know, take the hit with, with Leonard? Yes, yeah. they could. I wouldn't go crazy with that, though, because Leonard is, what, 28, 29 now? He's approaching 30, yeah. Yeah. And he's I, 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 I don't think guys in their 30s. <laughs> the, more, the more I think about it, Patty, the more, the more I think they're just going to let him play out the year on the contract. And Yeah, I mean, that, that's I, what I'm thinking, because it mean, looks like Shane wants a clean slate in 2024 with, with yeah. the way he's doing these contracts and everything else. Yeah. You would think so. So then the the obvious answer would be to get something done with Dexter. I think that's happening. Down. And Andrew there's Thomas. No, there's no way. Like I if don't I've said it. they're going to do Andrew this year. I, I yeah. wouldn't mind it. I don't think it's going to be this year. McKinney's another guy. McKinney, they won't do until they know where that hand is. Yeah. I think they're going to Oh, that makes sense. That. What's you the know, deal with Love? Is he gone? Love is like gone now, right? He's not coming back. You think Love's gone, Patty? Pat Julian Love, he's gone? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, he was working out with the Seahawks. I heard, I heard today, right, or something like that. He traveled to the Seattle. The Seahawks. He, he, were you, he was just, yeah. Were you surprised that they re-signed Darius Slayton? Because I was, I like, was, I, I, I worked this morning. You know, I'm, I'm looking around, and I, I thought for sure he was going to the Falcons because I, I heard they made him an right. offer. They're the favorite to sign. And as I'm making the Paris uh, Campbell video. And I even say, go. Oh, this may mean that Darius Slayton's gone. It might not. I, I'm, I'm like, I don't know if the Falcons signed. There was talk about it, but I didn't look at it. And it's, I was making that video. It came out that he gave him two years uh, with up. He can earn up to sixteen million dollars. So you know what? I, I, good for him. Yeah, I agree. For it, and, he, and he's a guy, and, and, and he's a guy that Jones is comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And I, well, I think he that, just that has, has to catch the ball. I, yeah. I mean, Slayton's good. He just got to finish his catch. Bother me. No. And, and and you know what? I admire, I, I think I've said this many times. I've gone on the record as saying this. Pro's pro. He didn't, you know, you look at what how Galladay whined last year. I should be playing regardless. Excuse me. Whereas Slayton was <laughs> like, I have to go out and I have to earn it. You know, just totally different approaches. Slayton took a pay cut to stay with he the Giants, and it paid exactly. off for him because he had a good year, and now he got paid. And I told Patty Bad Dog, I, first off, when's the last time guys on offense took pay cuts to play with the Giants? Because I think Slayton could have got a little more, and I think Paris he Campbell could have gotten more. Yeah. And, but I think I, I think these guys see Dable. I think they see Kafka. I think they see Jones. They see like, stability, and yeah. they see a team that's on the rise. Yeah. And you're also playing in a big market. So when these teams start to go this way, 
guys going to drop a board. That's the same thing with the Knicks. And the Knicks have been bad for years. They're much better this year. They're fun to watch again. Yep. But the Knicks have always had a hard time getting that big free agent because people looked at the franchise and go, where is that franchise going? There's no direction. Nope. So guys like Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, they went to the Nets. So the Giants have were having harder times bringing in, you know, now players are jumping at the bid. Like, I want to get on board. I want to get on this. This is going somewhere. This and I want to stay. I want to stay here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, is that too, Chris? Yes, I want to stay here. I don't want to leave. I want to play for the Giants. I want to play for Brian Daymold. Yeah. And that so, speaks volumes. It does. It really does. And, and you know, the Giants franchise, I think we can all agree, finally, finally headed in the right direction. There's no yeah, doubt about it. it. No, no doubt, doubt about, about it. it. No doubt. All right, listen, everybody, I got to take a commercial break. First of two. Uh, so don't go anywhere. We'll start. If you have questions, pop them into the chat box. We'll start answering them when we come back. Hey, Giant fans, the Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite Built Bar or Built Puff, and now's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorite. I know I'm going to be voting for my favorite, which is Brownie Mint Puffs. I just got a new batch in today, and I absolutely love them. They will not last much longer in this house. I can tell you that much. So make sure you go and put in your vote for your favorite Built Bar or Built Puff at BuiltMarchMadness.com. And you'll be automatically entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. And one lucky Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to their door. Vote every day in March. And don't forget to pick up your favorite Built Bars or Puffs at 15% off on your first order when you use the promo code LOCKED15. Hey, Giant fans, thanks so much for making the Locked on Giants podcast your first listen of the day or your first watch of the day. Now for your second listen, check out Locked on NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes. From free agency to the draft to salary cap management and more, join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, available Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Locked On Giants Podcast. You got Locked On Live. Trina, Tina, and Dog, the gang is back. <laughs> the band is back together, baby. Well done. We missed well you done. last time, Dog. What's that? We missed you last time. You weren't with us last Well, time. you guys jumped on hey. on a Tuesday, and that just kind of threw me off a little bit. Hey, that's that's the life, man. I mean. I know, I know, I know. You know I, it's funny. I was I was saying to my husband tonight, I, I said, I've been so busy and going nonstop since I got up this morning. I didn't even get a workout in. I said, I said, man. Can you imagine if dog couldn't go to work? <laughs> yeah, you can ask my wife. If I don't get my workout in, Apple Watch, and I'm looking at my rings, and they're and I've been taking pride. I've been closing up all my rings every day. That's awesome. I haven't come close to close because I haven't done anything today, and I could just feel myself getting fat, fat, fat. It's been, it's, it's, it's. I mean, for you especially, it's, it's nonstop during free agency. Oh my yeah, gosh, and, I, and I'm still not done. It's like after I finish with this video, I got to finish taping my show for tomorrow. 
I got to do some more writing yet. I mean, I'm not done yet. I, I went live twice and I just said, you know what? I'm just going to wait. I'm, I'm going to make a video tonight. I'm like, I'm going to wait. I'm just going to do a culmination. I'm going to do them all together rather than just separate video after separate. It's just too much. It's all at once. It's just like, I'll yeah. wait till like three or four days in and then I'll um, do it. I've worked a couple, a few days this week. I've worked overtime at work. Yeah. The Lakers played, you know, three times this week at the gym, you know, five-year-old is just like, oh my God, <laughs> I need a vacation. Like, I, I can't wait for vacation June. in June. Like, you know. Yes. But you know what? I do it for all of you. I love doing it. I mean, does it knock the heck out of me? Did I sneak in? Oh, yeah. I love doing it. Yeah, I, I, did, it I, I took a 20-minute power nap today. I'm not going to lie. I also took a belt bar. I got that that box of, dog. you got to try these mint brownie oh, bars. Right, book. I just drank this. I was <laughs> like, I, bardi, brownie bars, or puffs, rather, are amazing. But anyway, Yeah, I, I said I got to try those. I got to try are, They really are good. I mean, I got the box, and my husband brings it in, and he goes, we got food and i said <laughs> and i'm like give me my box because it was addressed to me i open it up and he's standing there and he's like what you get i'm like nothing for you and of course what do you i go upstairs and there's two bars missing I ah. and i didn't have one yet so. <laughs> the leprechaun anyway, got him yeah my little my little goblin upstairs right sure but all right let's uh let's start getting to some of these questions as we talk about the giant free agency moves Probably still more to come. I don't know how much more mm -hmm. um, because let's see what they have as far as money goes. And actually, before we get to the questions, let me see what they've got as far as money. Uh, I'm going to check over the cap, but I know this isn't. Oh, it said they were like it said they were in the deficit when I looked. Over over the cap has the Giants with only three hundred thirty six thousand nine hundred thirty dollars in effective cap space. But they have them with 3.29 total space. Right. The effective cap space is what you got to look at. So it looks like they're in the process of updating it. But I knew the Giants didn't have a whole lot of, you know, yeah. a, a lot of money. And we'll see how much. They'll update that, though, like we said. Yeah. They'll, they'll move money yeah. around with extensions. I wouldn't, I wouldn't fuss about it. I know a lot of people, you know, every time a signing is made, how much cap space do we have? Yeah. Guys, this time of year, it's fluid. Yeah. So let things kind of calm down. <laughs> And then we can kind of assess where that's where it's at. So, how do you uh, think they're going to work on a deal with Barkley? You know, we were just talking about that before. Barkley, I think they would like to get that number down. You saw what Miles Sanders got, right? I and didn't the, see what he Panthers. got. Six and a half. It was about six and a half. Yeah. Barkley, if he's wanting 14, 15, no. not, get, not happening. Anyone take Josh Jacobs yet? He's tagged. I, He's oh, tagged. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Zeke is out there. You know, Zeke is probably done, but you know, he's out there now. Um, yeah, I, I mean that was a good move on, good good contract by Jerry Jones. Here's a question. And what did the Cowboys do on top of it? They back to Dak again. So now Dak next year goes 60 oh. against the cap, and he's got 36 now million in void money after that, where he's not even on the team. Isn't that crazy? But let me let me ask you guys something here. I just I love Jerry Jones. Live forever. <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you guys something regarding uh, Barkley. So you got McCaffrey at sixteen, Kamara at fifteen, and then you've got a cluster that includes Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, and Aaron Jones. That ranges between eleven point five and twelve point six APY. Yeah. Would you put Barkley in that group, or would you put him in the Kamara McCaffrey group? I think he's better than Kamara, but I don't think he's as good as McCaffrey. 
Um, but I, I th- definitely, I could see him with that other group. I, I there's no question. I, I think Derek Henry. Yeah. I, I mean, Henry might be. That depends on what you're looking for. Henry's just a bruiser. Like Barkley's really not that player. Aaron Jones is is really good. Um, I think he's better than Joe Mixon. I think Barkley's mm-hmm. better than Joe Mixon is. So, uh, so I mean, Barkley's a top five running back easily. Maybe t- probably top, top three. Five? He's probably a top three back in the league. Would you go there? Would you go as high as 13, 13 five for Barkley with with incentives and stuff built in? If he could get to thirteen five with incentives, yeah, I would do that. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah. I don't no, think I'm, they're going to have to. The running back market I, collapsed. Um, I don't you know. Justin, Justin Pugh put out a, a tweet today about, you know, don't let your, your children grow up to be running backs or yeah, something. I, I, I feel bad for Barkley, to be honest other, with you. Here's the other thing. The running back class in the draft is said to be really deep. It was. It's just horrible timing for Barkley. With the, it like really was. But that could be really good timing for us. Yeah, good, t- great timing for the Giants. Unless Joe Shane played it says, you know what, I'm just going to play on the tag and, and just call and start all over next year, but then you're another year older and, you know, 27, and he's, he's, dealt with injury. he's dealt with injuries a lot. So, I mean, he could definitely, that could happen again too. And then what? It, you got to take the 25, 30 guaranteed if the Giants offer to you. Yeah. you got I, to I think yeah. that would be smart, but yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, right now I think they're just going to kind of let it flow out and see how, how it works. But all right, let's get to some of these questions here. SR92007. Will the Giants keep Richie James and O'Shane Zibanez? My guess with Zimenez is no. No on both. Yeah. I, I think I'm got enough doing, receivers probably not. Campbell, Campbell replaces James. Yeah. 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 I, I would say no on both. That would be my guess. Um, you've got Hottie Ward coming back. I think maybe they look to get a developmental prospect. And then you still have, even though he hasn't played much, you have Ellerson Smith. So maybe this will be his last chance to, you know, make a stand, if you will. Yeah, so, I just can't. I mean, I, you look at the core now. I mean, you have a. I mean, we talked about it earlier, but you have five legitimate, you know, are going to be on the team guys at wide receiver now, and that's that's Slayton, that's Campbell, that's uh, that's Hodgins, that's Wandell, and Shep, that's uh, and who? Shep. Shep. Yeah, that's five well, right if there. Shep is, if Shep is uh, healthy, plus you got Jeff Smith, who we just picked up, who's going to be Colin Johnson's still on team. Who I love Colin Johnson. So like, I, yeah, I, I see no reason to bring back Richie James at this point. Yeah. All right. And um, they're probably going to they're probably going to draft the wide receiver. They're definitely drafting a wide receiver. Oh, I think they are yeah. too. Yeah. No question. Just no a matter question. when, but they're drafting. I just them. don't think it's going to be first round now. I'd be surprised yeah. if it's the first round pick. But all right, Marky Fresh asked, would you trade up to get Witherspoon or Porter? I don't think I would trade up. No, no. I mean, that you. These are the cornerback class is deep. I don't think you'd need to trade up. I think even if you get a cornerback in the in the second third round, you'll still get a pretty good guy. I think there's about, I think there's about six corners that we could take at twenty five. So I don't see the need to to trade up. I mean, if they think one is like much better than all the others maybe a little bit like if he gets to 18 19 and you have this guy ranked way above any of the other corners that are available okay that's like a small move maybe you give up a third or fourth round pick and you move up and make sure you get your guy but i don't see the new york giants making like a, a dramatic leap inside the top they 10 trade back. yeah we could it all depends on who's available who's on the board and how they feel about the prospects that are there when we're picking right i mean i think i still say first round uh, it's going to come down to all right, let, let, let's put your percentages right now, Patricia. Let, 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 let's let's I'm I'll start first round out of 100 percent. buy. I'm going to go 4 percent other, maybe 5 percent other. I'm going to go 80 percent 
corner, and I'm going to go 15% center. That's where I'm at. I I think it's like 80% corner, 15% center, 5% other, whether that be a linebacker or wide receiver. But I'm I'm 95% corner on offensive line, and most of it's corner. I think I would, if given my druthers, and when I do my mock draft, I probably will go corner at 25 um, I it's just the strength center. of the draft. It's the strength of the draft. I think if Schmitz is there at 25 when I'm on the, on my simulated clock, I go with him and I yeah. get my corner in the second round. I do not do receiver until maybe the third round. That's when I start to look at receiver. Although I want to see what happens, you know, because I could see them double dipping a corner. I could see them double dipping yeah. on the interior offensive line because, you know, right now, do we know for, I mean, they have, they have depth there at tackle, but do they have solid depth? You know, they have Matt Pear, Tyree Phillips. You can't have enough depth on the offensive you line. Can, exactly. And, and, and exactly. the thing is, Patty, I, I think, again, I, I think it's a massive swing at the offensive line because you're just paid Daniel Jones a ton of money, a yeah. ton of money. Yeah. So what is the point of giving your quarterback all the money? Chris and I talked about this years ago with like the Jets, how you, you know, you get Sam Darnold, but you don't protect him. It's like getting a Ferrari and not getting the insurance. Well, what right. is the point of yeah. getting a car like that, paying a lot of money? You get an accident, you got no insurance. Well, the car is total. You exactly. get Daniel Jones all that money, you don't protect the kid. He gets wrecked, and either he gets hurt or he doesn't perform. You just waste all that money. Yeah. yeah. I think you're taking a made. The bookend tackles are good. I think Evan Neal is going to progress. We know what Andrew Thomas is. I would love. A center that just mauls the hell out of people. Oh, I always lo- I loved Creed Humphrey. I love Tyler Linderbaum. Center's very important. I love the three hundred pound men. There's no doubt about no, it. I don't know. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. But I, I, I mean, I think that that's definitely a, a possibility. Um, the, again, I don't know if they're doing that in the first. I still think they're going BPA. Uh, even if that is wide receiver, I, I think the Giants have they're right. they're a lot of ways up. that they can go. But I think like. If a Jordan Addison, if they love Jordan Addison and he falls to them, I'm not saying they're trade up to get him, but if Jordan Addison happens to fall down to 25, like we cannot pass him up. I think that they would take, I don't think that's their focus now. Right. Uh, Like Chris said, I think corner is probably their focus. We definitely need some depth there. There is no question. You hope Cordell Flott had a pretty nice season. You hope he improves. Um, we don't know what Aaron Robinson is because he can't stay healthy. And I don't think Adore is going to be back in 2020. Yeah, Adore. Yeah, Adore I, I, I'd be surprised, I too. I know, so I, you got to think about not just 2023, 2024, yeah. 2024. I saw a question about somebody asked why wouldn't they extend Adore? Adore's been solid, but how many real big game-changing plays has he made? And don't tell me, by the way, oh, they don't throw at him. They have thrown at him. I so, like it. I no, I I actually like Adore, but I just I like him too. But I just I, don't. No. I don't think we're going to throw big money at him, and I think somebody I don't probably think so will. Either. You know, I don't in, think next, so either. next year. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. All right, just a, a my old Sith bones asked about super chats. All right, um, right now the Locked On Network doesn't have a program in place to where we can accept it, but I think they're working on it. So that might be down the line, but right now we don't have super chats or memberships. I know I've been asking for them, but uh, you know, hopefully one day soon we get them, uh, but we don't have them. We're, we're, this channel is governed by a bigger network. So we're owned by Tegna and all the individual locked on channels are, you know, part of the Tegna umbrella. So um, even though we, we as the host plan our shows and the topics and the guests and all that stuff, 
there's still procedures and policies we have to follow. So, but I thank you. Sounds like, you know, if, if we had it, you would donate. And those of you who would donate, I would appreciate, you know, I appreciate the, the sentiments. But right now, look, the feedback you guys and gals give me, you know, and it's been tremendous. The fact that I have over 6,000 subscribers, which I never ever thought I would see. I mean, I thought I I'd be lucky to see. How's your Twitter numbers? numbers? We talked about your Twitter numbers last time. Somebody oh, was bragging that they passed numbers, you. Let me see for a second. My Twitter numbers are, what am I up to now? 32.761. And, and I'm approaching, I am approaching 2,000 <laughs> on Instagram. My Instagram, oh, we lost dog here. Uh-oh. He'll be back. Um, I'm approaching uh, 2,000 on Instagram. That's where I'm really looking to build up my my following. Nice. So nice. you can see my Instagram is at Patty Trainer P A T T I T R A I N A. Please follow because I put up clips, preview clips, you know, clips from um, with the interviews that I'm doing, just all kinds of little things. I'll have videos from practice coming up, especially from the OTA. So you won't want to miss it. And then every once in a while, you know, I, I post something that's not football related, like I do a motivational quote of the day which a lot of people seem to like. And sometimes I, I talk about food or music, whatever, but do you play you know, the guitar? On Instagram? You play on the Instagram. guitar? You, uh, do I, play, you... I haven't, you know, it's funny. I'm working on, on, on my guitar skills. Mm -hmm. but yes, I have been practicing. Matter of fact, I've got, you can't see it, but I've got blisters on my fingers from playing. <laughs> the but uh, yes, I've, I learned how to play sweet child of mine. And I'm now I'm working on some kiss songs ahead of the big kiss concert at the end of the year. Can't wait. Um, so, all right, let's uh, see what other questions we got. Bitcoin King says, hello, guys. Love you. We love you, too. Thank love you, you too, for joining Bitcoin. us. Thank you for being here, buddy. Andrew Christopher says, hi. Hello, Andrew. Hola, Andrew. Yep. Uh, let's see. Um, we have any questions? Mary Walsh wants to know, where does Odell end up? I think I saw, didn't I see the Cowboys, Chiefs, and was it the Bills were the three finalists for, for Odell? I think it's going to be Dallas. I, 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 Dallas, I, I thought it was going to be Kansas City up until about a, like three or four days ago. I think it's going to be Dallas. It's just it, that. That just seems perfect for Odell, doesn't it? Like that, he seems like a cowboy. Oh, like that. You know what? I hope that he does big go personality. To like I it, hope he does go to Dallas because that team. I don't think they're 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 built to win. All right, dog is back. What was? I, I don't know what's what? going on. Like I don't know if it's me that's having the problem. Like you, you sound like you're underwater. Like I don't know if that was me that my you know, know, that was being shoddy or what there. Yeah, you dropped out for a bit, so it was probably it was unless you dropped yourself out. I did um, drop myself. Oh, you did drop yourself out. Okay. Okay. Because I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on there. I was like, "Am I? Am I the one that's having the issue?" I did. I took myself I mean, out. You sound clear. So. You yeah, you're good now. Yeah, no, I, 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 I wasn't saying anything, but when I listened to you guys, it was like it was breaking up, and I'm like, Is oh, that oh, 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 maybe, it was, maybe it was a blip in your internet. Could have been a blip in your Wi-Fi or something. I, I don't use Wi-Fi. I actually, I actually use an Ethernet cable because. I don't Sometimes like that. that happens to me. That used to happen to me a lot on my old laptop when I'd be on the, the group um, conference calls, the video calls, and everything would just be slow. And finally, I upgraded to a, to the – I've had this computer sitting in reserve for two years. My husband's like, what are you going to use it? I'm like, now it's time. So now I'm using the new computer. And he's like, yeah, now it's out of date. Now we got to get a new one. So, <laughs> but I use computers until I beat them up. So, uh, all right, let's take some more questions here. Daryl LeGrand, do you think the Giants go another wide receiver to go along with O-line and D-line in the draft now that we're elevating 
now that they're elevating other positions in free agency. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you rule out another receiver because the Definitely receiver not. process is, is deep. Um, I don't know necessarily that it's going to be round one. Um, O-line, I think, is more of a priority. D-line, I could see them, you know, maybe they add another guy. But let's see where DJ Davidson is. You know, let's not forget about him. I think we have a tendency to forget about guys that ended on injured reserve when we look at the depth. I do know they like DJ Davidson. You know, will they add another guy? You never know. Maybe somebody will show up in the uh, undrafted free agent group. So, uh, so I yeah. I definitely um, we get another defensive lineman, especially if they don't extend Leo, because Leo's yeah. not going to be over. I wouldn't be shocked if exactly. we take a defensive lineman in the second or third round. Not that I'm predicting it, but I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Playoff PS, is Feliciano back? As of now, no, he's not resigned. Will he be back? You know what? I thought he would have been signed by now because I do yeah. know the coaching staff likes him, but I wonder if they're maybe reevaluating their thoughts there. I mean, you got to get a center. You've just lost Gates. And right now your only real center, I think, on the team is Bredesen, right? Unless I'm missing somebody. Am I missing anybody? No, I think you're right. I think it's Bredesen. That's Bredesen. It. So, I mean, He's not even really a center. He's a guard. Exactly. So that's why I say get a legitimate center, somebody who played it in college not a guard convert. Yeah. I mean, come on. What are we I'm doing? With you. That's that's why I'm wondering if maybe, you know, Schmitz, if he's sitting there and the Lions don't grab him before the Giants get a chance to get him, maybe Schmitz goes in the first round. I would take him. Yeah. Give, oh. me, give me those big <laughs> Chris likes the three hundred Give me those big give me them big country boys in the center. Give that that you know, those those Midwest North, those uh mid north guys. Give me those Minnesota guys, those Iowa guys, those Oklahoma guys. <laughs> give me those, give me those farm strong kids. Give me give yep. me those kids. The, the ones Linderbaum. just maul people. <laughs> you know, I love yeah. that. I, I that's why I I loved Linderbaum. I loved I loved Creed Humphrey, man. I, I was I was like, we gotta get that kid. It's too bad we didn't, but I- by the we way, uh, we have another running back. Uh, another running back just signed. I'm just I'm ch- checking for for breaking news, but um, Donta Foreman, one year, three million, was also being sought by the Giants, Bills, and Panthers per league sources. This, this is according to Aaron Wilson tweet. Foreman signed one year, three million. The money ain't there for running backs, folks. They might have been looking at him before they brought back Brita. Uh, yeah, because I thought I'm they would wondering. have signed him after they signed Brita. So. That's what I'm wondering. Um, yeah. Could very well be. So, uh, so yeah. Um, running backs are getting what, nothing. Jamal Williams got nothing. The, what a what a bad year to be a free to be a free agent if you're a running back. Yeah, yep. this class being so deep. My that God, wide, wide receivers too didn't get paid nearly as much as people thought. Well, they the would. wide receiver no. class wasn't that. It was good. mediocre. It was mediocre. Was, was, was there was there really a blue chipper in the school? No, but like last year, like Christian Kirk got twenty million dollars. So I figured the top of the mediocrity would have gotten overpaid, but it didn't happen. I thought Jacoby Myers would have gotten like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen million. He got eleven. Yeah, I mean, goodness. The money went to the quarterbacks. The money went to the quarterbacks and the defensive tackles. Dalvin the tackles, man. They're, they're, that's the new, like, defensive end. Yeah, and Dexter Lawrence just sitting there smiling, getting ready for $25 Dexter million Lawrence a year. Was, 
Yeah, he's he, he's he's counting the the, the wool on him, you know. He's he's getting ready to do that sexy Dexy dance when he gets that. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. He's strutting out of Joe Shane's office doing that dance. He's he's gonna get a big contract, and I'm glad he will because we need him. So and we're he deserves pay. it. You know what? Make he him happy. It. Yeah. I mean, he's you know one one of the joys of of you know if I could be sentimental here for a minute, I always say one of the greatest joys of my job is watching these guys come in and a lot of them they come in they're kids yeah. you know it's clear they're kids they're coming out of college they think they know everything they don't and then you just watch how they grow as as men and they become husbands fathers boyfriends whatever they become leaders on their team and it's just so rewarding to see that maturation process with some of these guys now some yeah. of them they don't grow up they don't grow up and they you know you just sit there and you say ah oh, you know it happens but Dexter's one such guy who who came in and I remember he was so quiet. He, you know, to get him to talk, he it was like pulling teeth. And now he's always friendly and smiling and laughing and always willing to chit chat and everything. And he's so loved by his team. He's himself. And, he's himself. Oh, you know. he is. He's comfortable in his own skin and just just a tremendous. tremendous Listen, team. when you're sexy, you when you're sexy <laughs> and you know it, you're very comfortable in your own skin. Well, yeah. I, a funny, I got to tell you a funny story about Dexter. So Dexter is looking to design his own clothing line, as is Xavier McKinney. So I was talking to Dexter and I, I said to him, so how far along are you on designing your own clothing line? And he said to me, it's coming along. He says, I have some ideas. I says, well, you know, you got some competition across the locker room there. McKinney's looking to design his own clothing line. He goes, see, so he's like, well, yeah, his, his line is going to be different than mine. So I said, how so? So he looked at me, he goes, mine's going to be for the ample gentleman. <laughs> this like, like, held his head up high and he said, mine's going to be for the ample gentleman, you know, whereas his is going to be for the fly, you know, or, or something like that. I don't know the, the terminology, but but he, he just laughed about it. And, and I'm like, I can't wait to see what Dexter comes up with. I mean, you know, I, I was just thinking about like the draft and a guy. Maybe we could get in the, in the third, or maybe not even the third, maybe the fourth round. There's one. There's one kid that I'd really like to have on the Giants because I want this kid. Number one, I think he's really good, but I want our, I want I want a little squirt that can torment Philadelphia. Yeah, and that's our Deuce, Scott. Deuce Vaughn from yeah. Kansas City. Yeah, I would him. love to just give them. A taste of their own medicine with a dude that is five five and impossible to tackle. Yeah. I would love Deuce Vaughn to be a giant for that reason. Just so we can give it back to them. Those little backs always killed us. See, I, I, actually want the, I, I actually want the opposite. Now I get it. I actually like those scat backs. Like it definitely adds like a different dynamic to the offense. I want that bruiser this year. And if we're getting a running back, like I want, I feel like I want that Jacobs type running back. That guy I feel like would compliment Saquon Barkley really well and would allow you maybe to prolong Saquon Barkley's career a little bit. If you were to use a big back that takes the big hits between the tackles, you bar use Barkley a little bit more as a pass catcher. Um, so I actually want the Giants to go out and get a bruiser this year. That's what I'm hoping for. I want that. I want, I want the squirt. You want the squirt. I want the squirt. Are you not happy that, that that there's a mass exodus going on in Philadelphia with some of these guys? Oh, it's great. I mean, come on, you man. Like they're keeping a lot of. I've never seen a fan. A fan base was so happy about getting Rashad Penny. It was insane. Is Rashad Penny better than Miles Sanders? It depends on who you ask. Okay. No, he's well, if you ask Eagle fans, you say, "Oh, yeah, we upgrade." Listen. I, 
I don't know how the hell they keep bringing all these guys back. I, I, I look, well, I looked at their cap number and they're still like under the cap, but the dead cap of some of these players is unreal. And I'm they like, didn't pay, they didn't even pay Jalen dog. What's that? Wait till they pay Jalen Hurts. Uh, yeah, they haven't even paid Jalen Hurts. And I'm like, when does this, when does all this dead cap catch up with Philadelphia? Like there are guys like sixty million dollars. They cap. have it. They 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 have it scheduled to when the cap grows. So they're kind of spacing it out. God, they they got a lot of dead cap on that. Jalen Hurts going to get fifty five million dollars a year. I'm going to laugh my ass off. <laughs> he might. Probably. He's gonna. He's gonna. Oh, I don't doubt it. All right, let's get to a few more questions here. World's heaviest jam bands asking about what kind of guitar I have. I have the full size version of this. Is that the one that you play on? This is the one I play on. I have a full size version of <laughs> oh, this. Oh, that exact one. That's what you play on like this? No, I don't play on this one. I have a full size version of this one. A it's ukulele an uh, electric, electric guitar? It's an electric guitar, and I plug into my my iPad, and I have I, I set up a amp on that. So that's that's the type of guitar I have. It's inspired by Kiss. I mean, I'm a Kiss fan. I admit it. Call me a nerd. I don't care. I'm going to be at Madison Square Garden the last two shows. Nice. Hopefully down in Baltimore. You're going, like to, you're, going, you're going to both? I'm supposed to go to both because they're Friday and Saturday. I wouldn't mind going down to Baltimore, but Baltimore's on a Wednesday, and that's my busy day, so I probably won't be able to make that shot. I would like to, but I will be, you know, unless, God forbid, I break my leg or something, you know, I get yeah. sick. I do plan to be at, at both MSG. I see the chat talking about Marvin Mims. Yeah, I love Marvin Mims. I mean, I'm a Sooner guy, so I, yeah. I'm always pro Sooner. Uh, but yeah, if Marvin Mims fell to the Giants. I would certainly take Marvin Mims in a heartbeat. Listen, I've said this before: the wide receiving class is deep. Yeah, it's deep in this draft. It's not so, top heavy, but it's deep. It, yeah, yeah, it's deep. So, yeah. all right. I think uh, the running back classes too. I think the running back class is is really good. All right, here's a question from Giants Mafia: John Michael Schmitz is 24. You're telling me you wouldn't want to draft a receiver or corner and then take what Whipler or Tipman in the second round who are very good as well. I know John Michael Schmitz is a little older, but he's still the best center in this this class, I think. I would I I mean I'd probably prefer a corner. Like if I had to I pick, would probably and, prefer a corner and then, too, and then a center I, in the second. But if they take him I'm not batting an eye. I'll be happy. I would, as hell. Not, I would not lose sleep if they take John Michael Schmitz. I know he's a little older, yeah. but you know what? He's the best center in the draft. Well, listen, I mean, I guess it really doesn't matter how old he is, right? Because if he's here for 10 years, nobody's going to bat an eye and go, oh, man, I wish we would have drafted You know, I wish he was 22 when we drafted Yeah, well, Hernandez was, what, 21? If, you, if, you, if he gets out of his first contract and you're resigning him, you're happy as hell. Yeah. Right. That you've got him into into his thirties, and that obviously pays off. So, right. I, I don't know with a lineman. I guess I wouldn't be too concerned. I think a wide, an older wide receiver, because I don't think they have as long of a shelf life. I feel like linemen can play into their middle thirties and still be yeah. really effective. Quarterbacks can do that. Tight ends can do that. I feel like wide receivers and running backs, especially, they age very yeah. quickly mm-hmm. in the NFL. But I, you yeah. know, the thing is, like with age, I, I always laugh because. There were some Giants fans like, I want Hendon Hooker. I want Hendon Hooker. I'm like, Hendon Hooker is coming off a torn ACL, and he's older than Daniel Jones. Yeah. Daniel Jones already has four years NFL experience, and he's younger 
than Hooker. So and he's played from within the offense. Right. And that that's why I, that's when I was what I would bring up age and say, why would you want a guy that's older than your quarterback now who's played in the NFL for four years? And you're bringing in a guy older than him that doesn't have one snap in the NFL. And it would have to learn a new system and have to adjust to the NFL because it's, it's an adjustment period. And we don't know what Daniel Jones is going to do this year. I think he'll improve again. I think he'll get better. Definitely. I'm hoping, but I do believe he will, but obviously it took him a few years to find it. It took yeah. the right coach and, and now we're going to build on that. So you never know. Some quarterbacks I, never find it. Ask Sam Darnold. Some quarterbacks takes 10 years like Geno Smith. I'm so, gonna be. I'm. Either, I'm either gonna look like a fool this year, or I'm gonna look good. I'm gonna come out with very strong Jones takes this year. I think Jones is gonna have a big year. I'm not saying he's gonna have 40 touchdowns, but I think he's gonna have a big year. Um, Better year, year than last year statistically. Uh, I think da- year two with Dable and Kafka, I think that alone is oh, gonna be yeah, a huge, huge, huge difference. And, huge and, difference. Chris, you know what some of the with some of the people that just hate him. <laughs> I mean, they just hate him. He yeah. could throw over 4,200 yards, 30. Six touchdowns. Oh, they'll say Waller. It's because of Waller. And right, they would. It wouldn't matter. They'd be like, "Oh, he's not Pat Mahomes. (laughs) He's not Justin Herbert." Yeah, I don't know what you want. Listen, he makes less money than Dak Prescott. He's won as many playoff games as Dak Prescott. Yeah. Then Daniel Jones hasn't had the situation Dak Prescott has had. Not even close. Yeah. And listen, I was one of the bigger Daniel Jones detractors out. It's not because I didn't like him. It's not because I didn't. I didn't think he could do it. I really didn't. I had no faith. A lot of people had doubts about him. Listen, Joe Shane had doubts about him. If they didn't, they would have gave him a fifth year. Exactly. So, and by the way, I love how we talk about how open Joe Shane is. Yeah. How honest is this guy? He was asked that exact question. And he said um, he would have done it differently. After he signed. And he could have had every excuse in the book. He could have said, he could have said the politically correct thing said, listen, we, we had total belief in Daniel Jones. But he was coming off an injury, so we weren't sure. He didn't say that. He said, "Yeah, I kind of wish. I kind of wish I did sign him on that fifth year option." Now, and this is, yeah. this, this yeah. is what I like about him. This yeah, is, he's, he's honest. He's transparent. He won't tell you every little detail, but he will generally prod, point you in the right direction. So, yeah. speaking of GMs, H one thousand said, "Hindsight being twenty twenty, what grade would you give Gettleman for the draft for free agency for trades?" All right, <laughs> I'll start. Go for it. All right, here's what I'm going to say about Gettleman. Gettleman, not a good GM. Very good scout, which is why he got the GM job in the first place with Carolina. Very good scout, not a good GM. Mm -hmm. Before The New York Giants from, I think it was, I want to say 2012 until Gettleman got here. I think there was like two guys signed to second contracts during that entire stretch over like a six-year span. One of them was Odell Beckham, who actually, and he was traded. Then it was Sterling Shepard, and there's another guy, maybe Jason Pierre-Paul. Maybe JPP. Yeah, he was traded. Look at who's getting second contracts now with the Giants. Barkley's going to. Jones has. Slayton did. Dex is going to. Uh, Thomas, Thomas is going, going to. to. Uh, McKinney might. Thomas will. You're talking six, seven players over the four years he was here. So Aziz can stay healthy. There's another Aziz guy. Is another one. Yeah. Julian Love still could. I don't think he will, but he's a possibility. I don't think he will either. So, but like you look at all those guys and you say to yourself, well, he couldn't have done completely horrible. He had to hit on some picks, and then people will say, well, he picked early. Well, yeah. How many quarterbacks are bust no matter where they were picked? <laughs> so, right. you know, and, and he was laughed for that pick, by myself included, for taking Daniel Jones. So you got to give him some credit there. You got to give him some credit for hitting Andrew Thomas, regardless of where the pick was. The guy's like the best left tackle in football. You got to give him some credit for hitting on Dexter Lawrence. He but might be the best defensive tackle in football. Screwed up. 
So you got to give him credit there. So I think as a drafter, when it all came to light, at least a B, a B minus. I think he was a good drafter for the Giants. Free agency, horrible. Coach yeah. selection, horrible. Um, so as overall as a GM, very bad. Well, actually, actually, Chris, let me correct you on something because this is a common misconception a lot of people have. The GM doesn't hire the coach. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That comes from ownership. Does the GM get involved with interviewing the coach? You know, is there a dialogue there to make sure that they can work together? Yes. But ultimately, the decision on who the head coach is, that's ownership. That is not the GM. Yeah. Just, just you know, to, to clarify that. You know, with Gettleman, good drafter. Yes, we'll give him that. The free agent, even though I can kind of see the reason behind it, I think some of the contracts, you know, who is he competing for to get Jonathan Stewart, for example? You know, some of those contracts were just awful. And you look at the cap management. Oh, my gosh. And you look at, you know, the yeah. thing that I just totally went, my head exploded was when they went a couple years ago and they signed all those free agents, Kyle Rudolph. I mean, the second he failed his physical, you yeah. should have ca canceled out that contract. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we do everything with class. Come on, man. This is a business. Right. Who would have, nobody would have faulted you if you backed out of that contract. That's like that's like you, you lost know, me. He lost me. Like last you're gonna year. marry somebody and who, who you find out cheated on you the night before the wedding and say, "Well, I've got too much class to call off the wedding." Uh -uh. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, you gotta do what's best for you. I that mean, was not. That was cap, not best for and, the and, and they're still paying for it. They're still paying for the for the cap miscues. Kenny Galladay contract. I mean, Kenny Galladay's collecting a bonus, and he's not even on the roster because that that bonus was fully guaranteed at signing. Yeah, it's the gift he was disaster in free agency. Yeah, he was oh, he was awful with the cap. I mean, yeah. terrible. I, I just, oh my goodness! Honest, yeah, I I agree. I, I think drafting wise, I think he did a good job. I, I would give him, like Chris said, probably a B minus, a B. I I'd certainly there's a lot of players on this team that are still around, and with the good coach, you've seen the talent there. Darius Slayton was a fifth round pick. You're signing him to a second deal. That's really good value. You get a you get a starting wide receiver again. If Slayton could just hang on to the ball, he'd be an average to above average wide receiver. The the drops are what kills him. Yep. He's very fast. He's athletic. He's he's good, and he's got a good report. Darren Jones. He had a great rookie year, fifth round pick. That's a that's a good hit. And Julian Love, whether or not he signs with the Giants or not, him getting a good size second contract right. is a good. McKinney draft in the second round, I thought was a yeah. really good. Well, and, and he has, Aziz Ojolari in the second round. We traded back to get Aziz Ojolari. Yep. I thought that he did a good job. Free agency, he gets a Z. And a guy, <laughs> he he just again the contracts. Are terrible. I don't think he, his heart was in the right place, yeah. but yeah. his head with these contracts, he just he crushed. He he like debilitated the ability well, to do anything else. There was no flexibility about, because he brought these guys. It kind of like Reese did in 2016. Yeah. What about the, the remember the offensive line when when they were touting about how good the offensive line was and. Everybody's like, what makes you think that the offensive line is going to be so good? And their answer, their stand. And I remember asking this of Judge at the time. I said, why are you so convinced that this offensive line is going to be okay? Well, I know how they work. Okay, I know how people work too, you know, in the industry. That doesn't mean that they're Pulitzer Prize winners, you know? I think last so, year. I mean, that doesn't mean year. anything. Gentleman's last year, uh, I, I mean, obviously he made the trade, which got us – Thibodeau and Evan Neal, 
Uh, we may have gotten one of those. You would definitely want to not have got both. But he just, you know, he's like, I, we're, we're going to fix you. That was his thing. We're going to fix the offensive line. He never did. He he took one. He had six first, or first round picks. He took one. And, and that was Andrew Thomas. And he's pretty good. The only other guys I remember taking, he took that kid out of Kentucky, George, whatever his name was in the South. He never made the team. Matt Parrott's been a disaster. Shane Lemieux can't stay healthy. Hernandez, disaster. Well, Hernandez, absolute disaster. Yeah. Yeah. He did nothing. The last year, we didn't draft one. And he let go of Zeitler. Right. We did not. (laughs) Yeah. We didn't draft one offensive lineman in that draft, and he let our best lineman go. <laughs> That's yeah. where he lost me. I right. always stuck up for Gettleman, at least to give him a chance. I until last year, and when I started to see, and I was I was as pumped up as everybody else when we got Galladay. But after I, I saw the draft, and we let go of Zeitler, and we didn't draft a single lineman, and then we're scrambling to pick up linemen before the start of the year. Yeah, in the back of my head, I'm like, Gettleman's in trouble. <laughs> it's like you know what? That, yeah, I I don't think it's any secret that I for a number of years supported Gettleman. But when I started to see the cap management go south, I was like, what are we doing here? Yeah. You know, and and I remember saying to to one of my colleagues, I I said, what is he doing here? He's going to ruin this franchise. You know that. And and my colleague was like, no, no, no. I see exactly what he's doing. You know, he's like, I said, he's trying to take a shortcut here. It didn't work. The first two times they tried this approach with adding all these free agencies what the heck makes them think it's going to work now? I understood and I it. That, and then they didn't have money. Do you remember a couple of years ago, they didn't have enough money to even staff a full roster? Right. Yeah, they, they feel I like, was like Are you kidding me? I, Patty, I understood it, but it was a horrible decision. The, the, reason I say decision. I, the reason I say I understood it was it was Daniel Jones. That's his quarterback. He was trying to maximize him while he was still on his rookie deal. And, he, and, he, and, it, was just, and it was also bad luck in a sense that the pandemic hit. Had the pandemic not hit, it would have been a twenty percent difference in terms of cap space because it de- it, de- it decreased by ten percent instead of increasing by ten percent, and it just so happened yeah. to be the third year of Daniel Jones. So Gettleman said, "I gotta go for it now. It's year three. It's put up yeah. or shut up time for the quarterback that I, I drafted." So I understood it, I but it was a, it, it was a disaster. Like they forced something that wasn't there, and that's Joe Shane did the exact opposite. Like Joe Shane at the trade deadline did not force something that wasn't there. He didn't go out there and force the trade because the team was having more success than they've had in a decade and, you know, and tried to force a trade that would hurt the future. Same thing in free agency this year. You haven't seen him get these mega contracts to just get immediate gratification. He's thinking both trying to improve now, but also in the future. Gettleman was all in on his quarterback and he was trying, he was trying to get the most out of him. I understood it, but it, it, it failed miserably. You yeah. build through the draft, and that, and that's if Gettleman would have done this differently the way Shane is, where he wasn't going out. And again, I was pumped up when they got Kenny Galladay. I, I was like, "Listen, man, the Giants were six and ten, which was, that was great for us. I mean, yeah. the six and ten going in the right direction. The game we won in Seattle, my like, oh, Joe Judge is the man. We, you know, I'm like, that was a new coaching staff, pandemic. They had no training camp, they had no scrimmage, they had no, you know, no preseason games, and nothing." And they had improved. And I'm yep. like, now, wow, can you imagine with a full year under this guy and this coaching staff, and now you're adding a number one wide receiver and you're getting a number two corner and a Dory Jackson, the Giants are going to be really good. Well, it went the complete opposite direction. 
But I think if Dave Gettleman was better with the cap and more patient like Shane has been and just relied on himself to draft the talent, they would have been in a much better situation. You build through the draft. I can't say that enough. The teams that are constantly competitive are the ones that constantly draft well. The Steelers, even when they're bad, they're a 500 team. When they're bad, when they're at their worst, Baltimore is always competitive. And I yep. hate Philadelphia with a passion. By the way, they're guys, competitive because they draft. They don't have to draft a receiver. They draft very well. Yep. By the way, the numbers are in for uh, Paris Campbell, if anybody's interested. Let me hear them. One year, $6.7 million max value deal, $3 million base value, $1.5 million signing bonus, $1.4 million salary guaranteed. $100,000 per game active roster bonus, $2 million in incentives, and a $100,000 uh, workout bonus. So he's going to get most of that money. He's going to get most of that money. But oh, yeah. Addy, if I, if I go work out with the Giants, can I get hundred grand? You want $500,000. I think that's the max. But Shane's doing exactly what I'll take $100,000. They have to cart Buffalo me off. Buffalo gave out six-figure six workout bonuses like they were going out of style. I think I that's a great I think that is a great deal for Paris Campbell because yeah. I think he's gonna sign with the Giants this year and, and, he's gonna, and he's gonna have a good year and and if he could stay healthy and he's gonna get a big contract with another team the next year. I really believe that I could see him having an 800, 850 yard season this year. I think he's gonna have and a good year. I think the following year, I think the receiver class might be a little bit better. Because this year yeah. I've heard people say that this year's class both in the draft and free agency, not particularly strong. But next year, much different complexion. At least that's I'm how ex- I'm excited for Paris Campbell. I am excited. I liked him coming out of Ohio. I'm excited for him. He could yeah. end up being I'm, a number I'm one receiver. Have a, he could be. On, on tomorrow's show, which I've got, I'm going to tape after we're done with this one, I have Jake Arthur from Lockdown Colts coming back, and he had some really good things to say about Paris Campbell, about what he can bring to the table and everything like that. And- and so you know who that, else? You know who else has connections to him? Our wide receiver coach, Mike Grow, coached him in Indi- Indianapolis for two years. Yes, yep. And don't forget the the Bobby. Bobby knows him. You know, he yeah. said he was a hell of a player. So, yeah. yep, plenty, plenty of uh, you know, it, it, it's all connected. a lot of upside with Paris Camp. Yep. There's no, Absolutely. there's no question. And again, this is why I like what Shane did. It's not like he went and gave these guys four year deals and backloaded the contracts where you're stuck with the player if they don't work out. Paris Campbell plays one year, he's gone. Right. You know, Waller, like I said, doesn't produce here, gets hurt, whatever. And the Giants like, we don't want to bring him back. Uh, we we're just going to cut him, and it's no nothing against the cap in twenty twenty four. You exactly. lose Leonard Williams' contract in twenty twenty four. I don't know what they're doing with Saquon. They're going to lose that. They have a ton of cap space in twenty twenty four, and I think Joe Shane has done this. Is why Joe Shane's done such a good job because the players that he's bringing in here. They're going to have the option to keep them next year because they're going to have more cap space. Or if they don't work, they can go in a different direction because they're going to have a lot of cap space to get somebody else. So he's not handicapping us the next three years by bringing in these players. And these players are upgrades over what we have. Darren Waller is a huge upgrade over what we have. Paris Campbell is could be our number one receiver, for crying out loud. And obviously, Okirike is, is something we've missed for years. I... Listen, Joe Shane, you're, you're the man. Like I said, Shane's the main. He really is. He's done an awesome job. And if you're a Giants fan, like I said, for five years, I'd be on YouTube. Oh, bad dog, you're, 
you're so negative. You're so pessimistic. You're ne- what did I have to be optimistic about? I now know. I'm optimistic. It's like bad dog. I thought you were a realist. I thought you were a realist. And, and you you know, can't you- win. I'm happy that they're going in the right direction. I feel good about this team. You For the first time point. in a long time, I feel good about this team. You make a good point, dog. They're not locking guys up for five, six, seven-year contracts, right. which is going to eat, eat. You know, that's why I was kind of laughing. You know, some of the, some people in the media were saying, oh, they got to sign Daniel Jones for five years, you know, to spread out the signing bonus. No, they don't. There are other ways to get that APY up than yeah. the signing bonus. There's right. roster bonuses. There's option bonuses. There's the, da- the Daniel Jones contract was brilliant. It was brilliant. And, and anybody that says otherwise did, didn't look I at mean, the contract. Oh, this is the beauty part. This, is, this was is what's so cool about what Shane's doing by not committing long-term to certain guys. He's saying, okay, prove it to me. If you outplay this contract, we'll rip up your current deal and we will pay you a new one. So this I- way, you know, one of the pitches and, and if I were a player and the GM said this to me, look, you take a little less, you take this structure. If you outplay it, we'll rip it up and we'll pay you market value. So this way you're never going to be lagging behind. That's a really good approach if you think about it. It's a great you approach. Think about it? I mean, who and you keep. I, I, I'm gonna tell you what I think is gonna happen with the Jones contract. <laughs> I think it's these three years, and I think they're gonna extend them off the third year, and then they're gonna do the same thing. I think they're gonna they're gonna structure it in a way where the the first two years or the first year or two is open. They kind of push the money back, and then after the third year, if they want to keep them, they rip it up and they do the same pattern all over again. I think yep. they're gonna continue to do that. Uh, over and over and over again. Uh, they're not going to go like seven years like Pat Mahomes, but I think Shane's going to take that approach with Jones. Yeah. And I have no reason to think. I think Dan Jones is going to see another contract as the Giants because I, I believe in that. Brian Dable and I believe in Mike Kafka. Kafka yeah. probably won't be here, but I believe in Brian Dable and I believe in Joe Shane to bring in the players in here to maximize Daniel Jones. And I think Dan Jones is a good quarterback. Absolutely. I see someone in the chat just said the Eagles signed Greedy Williams from the Browns. Hmm. Oh, they? Well, this is what I'm going to say about the Eagles, and I, I mentioned this before. They're they're just trying to win a Super Bowl because eventually these this dead cap is going to kill them. It will get them eventually. It will catch up with them, yeah. It will. So yep. they're just all he's doing is backloading it, backload, backload, back trying to win a Super and Bowl. And Dallas too is backloading like crazy. Well, listen, how he knows what he's doing? Jerry Jones doesn't have a damn clue. <laughs> Jerry Jones thinks he's playing Madden, and I'm I'm happy about. That. I'm happy about that. But, I'm not. Hey, listen, long live Jerry, like you said. Yeah, long live Jerry. I mean, uh, you know. All right. Um, Giants Mafia asked, do you think the Giants could trade for a receiver at the trade deadline this coming season? Here's something you got to keep in mind, Giants Mafia. As of right now, I don't know that the Giants are in line for any comp picks. They've only lost Nick Gates. They've signed, what, five, four guys? They're gonna lose. Team? They're gonna lose love though, and they didn't sign Waller. It doesn't matter. The, right the Slayton now, contract's gonna offset it. The Slayton contract. All yeah, I think they're gonna offset. So, yeah, I don't know how many draft picks they're gonna have to where they can potentially think about trading for a receiver at the trade deadline. Never say never. I get it, but I would say probably not. I think. Yeah, by 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 bringing back Slayton, that took away our. I think yeah. Right. We, yeah. I, I, I don't think that's that's going to be in the cards. I'd rather just draft a number one receiver and trade for one. I, I exactly. You know, look the trade. Get him on a rookie more. deal. Don't give up any picks and, and right. Get a young kid. You know, get get Jordan Addison. You're one of those guys. Well, that's the beauty of this roster now. Is the wide not that we have great wide receivers? We don't. 
but the depth. core now is deep where you can draft a guy in the third round, maybe with a lot of upside, right. and you like don't have to maybe stick Jalen right Hyatt high. falls in the second round. You know, you don't have to not, stick him into the into a into he, a, he didn't a, run as fast as people thought he would at the I don't care about yeah. the combine. The combine's yeah. the underwear Olympics. This is well, my guy Uncle Luke calls it. It's the underwear Olympics. Yeah. A, a combine doesn't mean anything. The guy's running in a controlled environment in their underwear. Right. Uh, it doesn't really matter. You want to see them catch the ball, but who cares about their 40 speed? Straight on yeah. speed. I don't have a corner in my way. No obstacle, no pads, no nothing. I'm just running. I'm a, uh, it's a, it's a track meet. Uh, it's right. cool. I love the 40. I, it's my favorite event. I like watching dudes fly. I think it's amazing how fast some of these guys run. It's incredible that a human being can move that fast, especially guys that are 300 pounds running four sevens. It's just stupid. <laughs> it boggles the mind. But yeah. You know, I, I'm just to me that's it's not that big of a deal. But Jalen Hyatt didn't run as fast as people thought. There's a lot of question about his route running ability and all this other stuff. And I know Tennessee pretty much just played a backyard offense. That's really what they did. They just land up and threw the ball. Uh hurry up offense, hurry up offense. They had like 13 plays in the on the wristband, and that was all they did. But if that's a guy you can get later in the draft, there's no reason to think, well, why not? You don't, you know, he'd be cheap. Yeah. And maybe he turns into something. So we'll see. Yeah, and and, there, and there's no pressure day one on this guy because now, you t- if you take a wide receiver in the third round with like a lot of upside, he's not going to get thrusted into a starting role. He's going to get to learn under some some of these vets because you got Slayton on the team. You picked up Campbell. You've got, you got Hodgin, Shepard. You got Shepard. You got Shepard. You've got Waller, who's basically a wide receiver. So it's a good situation for a young guy to kind of grow into. I think a lot of people like were like down on the fact that oh, is Bellinger going to get. Is this going to curb his development? No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I just think now he's now he's going to be developed properly. Now right. as a fifth-round pick, he's not thrown into a starter's role. He's right. a guy that can learn from established pros and grow uh, into, yeah. into what – he had a good year. I mean, he had a really had a great good year. season. Yeah. Uh, it's too yeah. bad somebody raked his – like Hulk Hogan raked his eyes there. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Bellinger was a really good target in the red zone. He, he was yeah. very effective. Like I said, that will make him even better because a lot of times – you're going to get down inside the 10, and then you, you got all these options that you're the Giants. So Daniel Jones can run. You got Barkley. Obviously, Darren Waller, if he's healthy, that's a major threat down there. A lot of times you're going to forget about the second tight end. And Bellinger. that's where Daniel Bellinger can get all those, you know, hawk all those touchdowns. 6'5", uh, sure hand. Hodgins, 6'4". Right. They and got, got Hodgins as well. So, yeah, and you got shifty guys like Wandale Robinson in the and slot. Paris. Paris. And Paris. Uh, you know, Paris Campbell. So, it's just, yeah. It's yes. beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a good. Uh, yes, it is. It's good. All right, listen, listen, guys, we got to take our final commercial break. And then when we come back, keep popping those questions and comments in the box and we'll continue this party. So don't go anywhere. Hey, Giant fans, it's currently roster building season in the NFL, but that doesn't mean that the rest of the sports world is idle. You've got the NBA going on, the NHL, baseball is going to be coming back soon the WNBA, so much is going on. And right now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 if their first bet doesn't win. Yep, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to the spread and more. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. 
Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, everybody, welcome back to Locked On Giants Live. You got Trina Tana and Dog, the dream team. The dream <laughs> team. Somebody it's like, it's like it's like Waller, Campbell, and uh, and Slayton, right. Uh, right? Yeah, but we're more established. Sounds like a law firm. Tana, we're, we're, Trina, we're, 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 and Dog. Been around longer, you know. So yeah. No, but seriously, somebody called us the dream team. I'm like, so I was like, oh wow, you know, that's that was a, a nice compliment to me to be included in such high. Well, listen, for some people, this might be a nightmare, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Nah, not 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 to anybody who counts. I mean, you know, look. There you go, Pat. That's right. Not to anybody who counts. Look, we we've we've got we've got our regulars who come in every you know every time we do a live show. Uh, I mean, it's like a family, and I yeah, look forward to this. You know, my husband was saying to me, he goes, "You're going to do a two-hour live show tonight." He says, "You got all this work to do, and you're going to do a two-hour live show." I said, "We're missing, man." Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm not for the first time today. I'm not. Like this, you know, stressed out, you know, I'm not tight. Flip said no Larry and Curly. That, that... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, here we go. Manny Moe. Yeah, Flip, I think, said this. Mar- yeah, uh, no yeah. Larry and Curly. <laughs> so, but but seriously, it, it, I have a lot of fun in these live, live shoots, and we've got stuff to talk about, good stuff to talk about. Yes. So why not? Why not break up the monotony? And, you know, I'm still going to do another show for tomorrow. Because I, listen, the draft isn't that far away. It's not. I mean, we'll have plenty to talk about, you know, still to come. Um, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to line up guests coming up for, you know, once free agency kind of dies down a little bit. So I have so much coming up for you guys. And uh, I can't wait to share it with you. And also, we've got stuff over on Giants Country, the site I write for. So please be checking that out as well. I know a lot of you have, and I appreciate it. And, of course, you know, Instagram. I mentioned Instagram my Instagram account where I'm trying to put previews of stuff and I'm going to start putting, you know, videos in the spring. If we're allowed to do that, at, you know, film them at the giants and all kinds of cool stuff. So there's my contact for Instagram at Patty trainer, P A T T I T R A I N A. And then of course my Twitter account is at Patricia underscore trainer. I could get Patricia trainer without the underscore. Somebody's got it and I couldn't get it. Oh, well, but uh, it's me. So, uh, and you know, it's funny on Instagram the other day, somebody actually spoofed my account. Somebody actually put Patty Trainer uh, private and, and followed me on it and, and contacted me and said, Thank you so much for being a fan. I, I really appreciate all. And, and it's oh, get, get used to that. Get used to that. And I was laughing. My, my, my. Patty, you want you want to get some laughs popping us from my live streams? You get you. I get all the. I get the entertainer talking drugs. I get the entertainer talking politics. I get the entertainer. You get all the troll accounts with the entertainer with all these funny faces. Bad dog gets them too. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I mean, it's funny when I saw that. My, I, I told my husband, I said, "Take a look at this clown who, who spoofs me," and, and 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 he's reading it. He goes, "Boy, that doesn't sound anything like you." I said, "No, it doesn't." And he says to me, "Congratulations!" He says, "You finally made it as somebody's right." You. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, all right, let's see what other questions we have here. Um, hey, Sam, I see your question about. Uh, well, he wants he wants to know about Anthony Volpe's hot spring training. I mean. I don't know if you want to comment on that real quick, but I'm looking for, let's see. Oh, I mean, listen, Volpe's been killing it. I, I don't think Volpe's going to start with the team. I think he's going to be a, a May or June. Oh, Shouldn't be. 
But the Yankees don't need to worry about freaking money. So don't worry about, oh, we got to push them back to June so we get another year of control. The hell with that. Volpe's way better than IKF. Put the kid at shortstop. But let the kids play. Kids are killing it. Jason, I'm, Jason Dominguez ain't going to start with the team either. I'm done with baseball, man. Dude. I'm done but my it. God, the, the Yankee prospects are killing it in the spring. It's time Edwin to, Diaz, needs to play. Edwin Diaz killed me, bad dog. What's that? Edwin Diaz killed me. I'm yeah. done. Oh, I'm crying. He's I, out I, for the year. Why can't the Mets have nice things? Because they're the Mets. It's uh. just, it's just it, the Mets have, the, the Mets are like the Jets. They make all the right moves, but it never works. It just, they have been. I don't you know, know, you know Rodgers is going to fail for the Jets too, by the of way. Of course he is. It's the Jets. And <laughs> I have no problem with the Mets or Jets at all. But the Jets will Jet and the Mets will Met. It just, it just happens. But listen, it's not like the Yankees don't have their problems. Right? Carlos Rodon's out for God knows how long with a brachialis strain. <clears throat> you know, we lost uh, uh, Harrison Bader. He's out. So the Yankees have their own set of issues too yeah it's not like we don't deal with injuries but yes to answer your question hate sam the kids should start opening day jeter did 96 jeter was the opening day shortstop and we had tony fernandez right so let volpe play all right there you have it dog yeah. on volpe so all right let's get back to giant stuff what did you make of the jihad ward signing love it i love it too yeah i mean I, a- what, what's that to love about it He's clearly a guy that's viewed as like a leader in the locker room. Wink yeah. loves him. Yeah, Wink loves him. Familiar with Wink's defense. I'm curious to see if Tony Jefferson comes back. He also has time. I don't think Tony Jefferson's going to come back because I you don't think so. He's uh, converting from safety to inside linebacker. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think he's going to be back. I don't. But yeah, think I'm glad Ward's going to be back either. I'd be surprised at this point. Well, um, if you had to, if, if there was one more like somewhat big move the Giants had left? Like, what position do you think it would be mm, in free agency? Uh, one more big move? No, obviously, it's not going to be a huge move, but like a semi-big move. Corner? Line, another line. linebacker? Yeah. But no, I, I, can't see, I can't see them doing a cornerback, not with this class being so deep. Yeah. Um, maybe an offensive lineman? Center, guard, yeah. Maybe, you know, I, I it, right, a center because, you know, would you want – let's say they, they take Schmitz. I mean, would you be comfortable with having a rookie start day one at center? Yes. I mean, I'd be okay if it was Schmitz or, or, or even Tittman. Or, but, you know, some people might be a little hesitant. Chris and I, Chris and I have wanted a center for, for years. Yeah. Creed Humphrey, Cesar Ruiz, uh, Tyler Biotish, Tar- yeah. Tyler Linderbaum, you name mm-hmm. it. Chris and I wanted eight centers. For the Giants, and they don't. So yes, if if Schmitz was there, I start from day one. I want a center. Chris likes the line. Like, Chris loves the lineman. Yeah. I'm just a center guy. Like I like. I don't know why. I just, I focus on that more than anything. Obviously, the tackles are extremely important, but I'm always like focused on that center because I don't think we had a good center in how long. I mean, Richburg was a decent one. He was okay, but right. when's the last time we had a dominant? O'Hara, right? Yeah. That's and, a, and what did O'Hara do? Won some Super Bowls, right? So I, here you go, Patty. This is this is a this is a candid, uh, Patty. I want you to share this real quick. This is a candid conversation Bad Dog and myself had about the uh, center and offensive line position. Somebody just posted this on Twitter the, uh, earlier. <laughs> this is, this is me talking, talking about the uh, the offensive lineman with Bad Dog. Uh, I think it was a year or two ago. This is this, these are our conversations in our live streams. Yes. All right. Here we go. I'm in every night before I go to bed. 
man, I dream about 300 pound men every night before I go to bed. And <laughs> man, I dream about 300 pound men every night before I go to bed. I love the fact. I, I don't know what to tell you. That's I, I'm always thinking about the offensive line. Always. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the most important. Um, you know what, Chris, I, I think we got to send you for, for therapy, man. You're always thinking about <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> right. we, yeah, the offensive line is it's it's just so important. It, it just you can't understate it. Good offensive lines lead to good offense, efficient offense. And that helps out defense. When you have long drives because you can convert their down because you're in, you know, third and threes and third and twos, and you're it keeps your defense fresh. And not only keep the defense fresh, it keeps the other offense off the field. And the offense, the, other, the opposing offense can't score and are sitting on the bench. So oh, I, I I look, I totally agree. Geez. But when he says I'm always thinking about the offensive line, even before I go to bed, I'm like, ah, how to get that in there. You know I love you, man. You know I love no, you. No, I know. Like, I'm you're like a little brother to me, so <laughs> listen, you gotta have fun on here, right? I mean, that's what's uh, all exactly, about. Exactly, you know? exactly. You know, that's what we do. That's no, that's some content creators do. take YouTube way too seriously. I, I know it's, I know. it's a fun format. I mean, it's you, it's YouTube, it's about you, it's about your personality. Have fun with it. Who the hell cares? No, no, nobody cares. Exactly. Well, Patty actually has a real job <laughs> with, with the NFL. I was gonna say, no, not many other people are gonna be like, hey, I got a YouTube channel. Oh, look at here. Here's a front office job. It's not usually gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, and it's funny. The funny thing is, is when I initially when they initially said, Oh, you have to right now it's mandatory, you have to do a YouTube channel with the lock on network. But back when I started, it was optional and I put it off for like the longest time because I didn't think I would do well. I really, truly did not think I would do well on YouTube because I was always uptight on the camera. I still am kind of, you know, I'm, I, and I don't exactly have the best radio voice. I mean, because I, was, I wasn't trained in that. I was, I was trained as a writer, and I did that for a number of years. And they said, oh, you'll get better at it. Just keep doing it. You'll get better. You'll get better. You'll find your voice. You'll start to get comfortable. And I think I've gotten a lot better. It's like know, anything else, Patty. The more you but... do it, the more right. you do it, the more you. And it um... helps, you know. People ask me, "Oh, what would you ever consider doing like a live stream by yourself?" I just find it better when I have somebody to talk with, you know, and to bounce, to have that back mm. and forth. I mean, could I do something by myself? I probably could. I don't think a lot of people would come if I did that. But, yeah, they would. You know, it's just it's just better to have. I think you know. To have a group because it's like we're just sitting around, you know. You know what? You know what's crazy to me? I was thinking about this um, actually like a week ago when I was on YouTube, and I don't go on that often. When I'm not on YouTube, I try to stay off of it because <laughs> it becomes obsessive for me, like it used to. So, but like, it, how much YouTube has grown as like a yeah. sports platform? Because yeah. it used to just be like people like me and Bad Dog, like when I first started, for the most part. Now. Yeah. Now you got everybody on YouTube, like right. have, have their own, like I'm like Pat McAfee, the Kelsey brothers, all the, you know, Mike Francesa, like everybody's got a YouTube channel now yep. and they're posted like YouTube has grown so much as like a platform. Um, yeah, even like all the WFN guys now, they're all on there too. It's like, it's just, it's just blown up from, like, from like an one, one thing I'll say, and I say this all the time and I don't know this for a fact, but I know when Chris and I started our show talking giants, there was no other content creators that did that. There was no other content creators that did a show together every week. I don't remember that. In 2018, the streaming was just getting started. 
I think Chris and I actually did it on Zoom. I don't even think StreamYard was around when we started doing it. either Zoom or I think we did that on Zoom. We started on Zoom, yeah. And then maybe uh, um, it's the other one. I can't think of the we other one. OBS, Skype. OBS, Skype. Or OBS. Oh, yeah. Skype, Skype, Skype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skype. Um, so, and then yeah, we would use OBS, and now StreamYard is really easy. So, but yeah. I, I don't remember other ones doing that. And I know, I know for a fact that in 2020, when the pandemic hit, there wasn't a lot to talk about because you know sports had stopped. I came up with an idea: why don't I get, you know, some of the most popular content creators from each of the division rivals, and do that because I think that would be fun. And that had never been done before. And now I see that everywhere. I saw <laughs> NFL writers with Eagle writers and or beat reporters, whatever they were. Uh, with Eagles, Giants, Washington, and Dallas. And I go, oh, like that was my idea. Mm. So it has. YouTube has just, it's unbelievable. And the reason being is you get re- you get real fans. You get their personality. Everybody's genuine. You're not reading off a script. Right. You know, you're like, that's what's what fun about it. And mm. the cool thing about it is, is I can be myself. You right. know, I don't have I mean, to. You know, it's not like I'm going on TV and I have to really, you know, jazz up or anything like that. I mean, I, I try to look decent, but but I could just be myself, just kick back, be honest, you know, laugh at myself if I make a mistake, you know. Exactly. Just be myself. So no it, pressure it, here. No pressure, exactly. No pressure. You know, and I mean, and if people like the show, great. If they don't, I don't force them to watch it. I mean, I think a lot of people like my show. I don't know, but uh you know, I do my best. But anyway, Scott Young wants to know, were you surprised that the Giants gave Jamie Gillian a new contract? I was hoping for a different punter. You know what, Scott? I wasn't surprised that he got a contract. I was, I will be surprised if he doesn't get competition. Um, my feeling is, is that maybe the Giants looked at the situation and said, we really didn't have a good gunner helping this guy out. Now, part of it, you know, Jamie's inconsistencies were on Jamie. I mean, the lack of touch obviously was a problem, but I think they're hoping, and I could be wrong here, that a good gunner will solve a lot of problems for for Gillian moving forward. You took the words out of my mouth. I'm I'm not surprised they gave him a contract. I will be surprised if somebody isn't in there to compete with him before the year starts. I don't think he's going to be handed I think you have to bring in the competition. You absolutely have to. I don't know why. Wait, you have to punter? What's that? They have have three compensatory picks in the seventh round? Possible. They could. Is it could they? I mean, I, I suppose they could. Matt, they what's Matt Dodge doing? <laughs> Which, by the way, brings me to uh, Gettleman's most underrated signing, Graham Gano. Yes. yes. That yep. guy's a, that guy's money. <laughs> that guy, I'm so happy. Yeah, in Carolina, and we know what he did to us in Carolina. Yeah, he's been yes. great as a giant. Yes, that was a good. Signing that was his best you know, signing. That was that, 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 probably the best one, absolutely. Yeah. So uh yeah, I mean Gettleman, you know, he he had his mistakes, but he wasn't a complete disaster. I mean, yeah, the, the core. Of the teams, yeah, I mean, <laughs> just, you know. but yeah. there was good things that came out of it. It's like it's like a, it's like a relationship, Patty. It's like a relationship when you get into a four year relationship. There's a lot of bad when you break up, but you look back and yeah. said there was some good that came out of it. Yeah, same so, thing with Gettleman. You got to be, you know, I, I try to look at it objectively, you know. I yeah. mean, so anyway, uh, Chiefs Kingdom. Oh, we got a Chiefs fan here. Um, 
I wonder if this is my brother. I was going to say, is that your brother? <laughs> I was going to say, no, it's probably not my brother. My brother's actually texting me. I can see him texting me. And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm doing my live show here. Uh, what do you think of taking John Michael Schmitz at 25? I'd, I'd sign up for it. I mean, absolutely. I like Schmitz. I think he's the best center in this draft. You get a good young center to go on that offensive line. You got two young tackles. You got to, presumably, you're going to have a young um, left guard, I think. Uh, then, you know, in a year, you're going to replace Glowinski probably. I want a young offensive line. I want to see continuity on that offensive line. They haven't had continuity on that line since the days of that 2007-2008 line. And I miss those I think days. I miss those days. I miss those I mean, it's rare to have that, but, you know. I, I'm, I'm going to well, say that's that. one thing in common. Every time the Giants won a Super Bowl, they had a really good offensive line. They yes. Time. Yep, absolutely. Underrated, but very good. Papa Guzzo. We haven't heard from him all, all night, so let's get one in here from Papa Guzzo. Do you think the Giants improve and miss the playoffs, or do you think they make the playoffs and get to the NFC Championship game? You know what? I think it's too soon to say, Papa Guzzo, because let's see what the draft brings. I agree. I think if you hold that question and ask me that, maybe when we get to you know the start July. of training camp, July. Yeah, July. Let's see the entire roster. It's too soon to say. I'm going to tell you this, though, Patty. I'm picking us to go to the playoffs this year. Right. Because I got faith in Brian Dable. I got faith in Brian Dable. The schedule doesn't scare me. I I think we're going to win. Why why do people think this schedule is tough? The Packers are going to be nothing. They just lost their Right? We play the NFC North, right? Or is it? We yes, play no, but we play the Packers. We play the Packers. Isn't the AFC Saints, Saints, right? We have the Saints. Right? What did you say, Patty? AFC East this year? We play the AFC East, yeah. Which is going to be tough. The Bills will be tough. Jets got Rodgers. They'll be tough. We can beat the Jets. We can beat the Jets. The Giants beat Rodgers. The Dolphins, it depends on if two is healthy or what they do. I mean, the Dolphins are going to be. Patriots we could beat. Patriots we can beat because Joe Judge is still there. I mean, (laughs) they get rid of Joe Judge, it might be a little bit more. I'm not, I'm not, it's not because I don't believe in. Mac, I think Mac Jones is pretty. I think the Patriots are good. Belichick's the greatest to ever. Do it, but you, you got Joe Judge. Any part of your offense, I mean, you just got to worry about the quarterback sneak. You game plan for that, man. They got no chance. Um, what else we got? We got the NFC West, right? You got the Cardinals. If we get them early, no Kyler Murray, and even if we get right. them, the Rams are Kyler Murray just coming back. Like, right? We could beat them. Yeah, Rams going to be very tough. I mean, you know, for me, it's t- it's too soon to say, okay, this is a win. I- I- I'm going to hold off because I've got to see how the schedule falls. Also, where are the, the primetime games? I think the Giants are going to get a lot of primetime games this year. Yeah, we'll I play Philly in primetime. I just want to be Philadelphia. I just – just <laughs> beat this. Just I'm telling you right now, I already know our Sunday night game. It's going to be the Bills. Dable and Shane, Buffalo – Two playoff teams from last. That, Makes sense. That's, that's at the end of the year, right? Then the schedule hasn't come out yet in terms of the order. Oh, oh for sure. But that's gonna be that's going. I guarantee that's a Sunday night game. Giants Bills. Guarantee that'll be one. Yeah, guarantee. I mean, who knows? That might be a game I go to. My my in laws are all Bills fans. My yeah. brother in law, my brother in law, like me, is a Giants fan. He went to the Giants game. With Chris, you met him when we went with the Jets. Yeah, game. yeah, yeah, yeah. But my uh, my sister in law, Bills fan, and my brother in law, who's a Giants fan, his. Parents are Bills fans, so never know. I don't want to make that trip. I hate that drive to Buffalo. Sucks. <laughs> horrible. That's a horrible drive. I'd rather just fly there and be I there in a half an hour. I I, honestly, 
assuming that it's not in the middle of winter that that could be a little you know yeah well i mean but, but anyway New York, uh, buffalo you know. well, i hate night games as it is i mean everybody knows i hate night games because it's just uh they're just the pets but anyway ny giants 26 based on the zoom meetings how do you like darren waller and bobby okierke as people i'm gonna I'm, I'm help you i'm gonna help you i'm gonna help you bobby O'Care. Okay. Oh, I, I gotta remember oh carrot cake. Okay. Yes. I'm sorry, guys. It's been a long day for no, me. No, no, no. It, it took me it took I had to practice in the mirror for five hours. It was no, like when we drafted OCU Manure. I didn't know how to pronounce his name. Oh, that one I got right away. Not only did I get it, but I was able to spell it. And when I went up, I remember the first time I went up to OC, I said, not only can I pronounce your name, but I can spell it. So he said, Okay, go for it. And I pronounced it correctly and I spelled it correctly. And from that day forward, we were best buddies. Right. She said, oh, I got you. O-S-I. No, I didn't do that. Who's who's another? Kiwanuka might have been a tough one. for Kiwanuka, you and your, uh, we love those guys. I got Kiwanuka correct. Who is the the kid from Kentucky? And I still don't know his last name. George. uh, George Asafo Ajay. Yeah. I, I that one I I think I messed up. No, oh, who's the other one? We had oh we had oh Adigizua. That was another yeah, one. That one right? I mean, eventually I do get them. I know I butcher some names, but you know what? People butcher my name too, and I think my last name's the easiest thing in the world to pronounce. But anyway, NY Giants twenty six wants to know what what I thought of Waller and and oh carrot cake. Carrot cake. I mean, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna call Nacho uh, Nunes Roches Nacho, I might as well call this guy Carrot Cake. I don't know. Right, we <laughs> like Carrot Cake. cake. Let's go. <laughs> um, as people, I was very impressed with both of them. Both very well spoken, very intelligent. Um, very, I, I get the sense that both are accountable. Both have leadership qualities. Um, two very good signings. Two very good people. That's my initial impression. I mean, sometimes guys get on the call and they're kind of mopey or standoffish, or you know, they they can't put together a you know a, a cohesive sentence or thought. Not these guys. These guys just on the ball, and you know, you just see this now. The type of guys that the Giants are bringing in, these you know, they're bringing in quality people who fit in the locker room, who are good teammates, who are intelligent, accountable, responsible. None of these, you know, guys who sit back and think they're the greatest thing since sliced bread and they don't have to work. So I, I like these two guys. I really do. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be more conference calls coming up. Um, I don't know what the schedule is for tomorrow. The Giants haven't told us, but uh, what they've been trying to do is they've been trying to get us like at least one guy um, as they officially sign their contract. They got to officially sign. And, and uh, you know, if the guy is able to stick around and doesn't have to run out to catch a flight, they usually, you know, throw them on a conference call. So we'll see what tomorrow brings. I'm. I, I oh. really, I really like the Darren Waller trade. I really like Darren Waller. I, I mean, I just, I just love the, like I said, I love the fact that this is just such a low risk, high rewards. He was so good when he's healthy. And yeah. Again, it's not like this is a backloaded contract where if he's hurt, they're stuck with him and they have to keep him on the team. They don't. And he's out. He said, "I'm out to prove that that I'm not an injury-prone player." Um, that doesn't mean much of anything. I mean, that can happen at any time. Yeah. And let's hope because it seems like for whatever reason, I mean, we've had so many positions beat up by injury, but that tight end position seems like we can't, can't do anything. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you another. I mean, again, these small signs. 
I really thought Lawrence Cager played very well at the end of the year last year. He did. He, he, yeah. He's he an athletic guy. Like, I, the tight end room is really coming together. And I think Waller really, you know, moved that up a notch. Waller, I'm just, to me. I, I'm, I'm really excited about what Joe Shane and Brandon Brown are doing here. And, again, yeah. these two guys come from organizations that know how to work that cap. <laughs> so, I'm, you yeah. know. I always try I, to mention Brandon Brown too because I don't, you know, a lot of times he gets shuffled back and like people don't, but I, I he just, he's a, he's big a smart guy. He, and, yeah. and when we signed him initially, I'm like, that's just, I think that was such an underrated move by the Giants to get him on board. Cause again, he just knows, he comes from an organization that knows how to work the cap. And that's so yep. important in the NFL. Mm-hmm. We know this is Giants fans because we saw Reese bomb the cap at the end of his tenure. And gentlemen somehow made what Reese did look like <laughs> carrot cake. Right? What gentleman was doing. Gentleman was printing Monopoly money. Yeah, it was another 500 over there. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you know? So... Uh, I love what the front office is doing. I love that we got a good young coaching staff. I, I've said this before. We have 21st century analytical minds now. We're not stuck in the dark ages anymore. Giants are a modern team with modern coaching and modern front office. And they're not, like Chris said, they're not getting impatient. They're not just going out there and, hey, we're, we're in the playoff picture. Let's dump off. Let's get rid of our second round pick for Jerry Judy or two, yeah. whatever that, you know, let's just do it because we, we have a chance. I like yeah. that they know what they have. And Joe Shane, without saying it exactly, pretty much said, I'm going to stick what we have. I don't think we're good enough to win a Super Bowl if we go out and spend our draft picks again. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and again, so- that goes back to what I was saying about him being honest. Yep. Yeah. How refreshing is that? And, and what's so, so refreshing to say me. That maybe we weren't the best team. How yeah. many of you say that? Yeah. And what's what so refreshing think? to me about Shane is he used – free agency the way it's meant to be used right yeah he didn't use free agency for answers with dave gettleman he used free agency for answers nate solder was supposed to be an answer the highest paid left tackle in football kenny galladay was supposed to be an answer right they paid him 18 million dollars a year which at the time was an absorbent amount of money for a wide receiver alec ogletree was supposed to be an answer answer. what what shane did he said jenkins was supposed (laughs) to Janoris Jenkins. Well, that was Reese, that was Reese, but Jenkins, Stacks, Olivier Vernon. What what Shane did? He said, "I'm plugging holes." Par- Campbell, you're here for a year. You're a one year contract. Slayton, you're here for a year. You, I could get rid of you after next year. If Shepard, you uh, Darren Waller, you're here for a year. If you get hurt, I could get rid of you. these guys. Are hole fillers as he builds up the youth yep. that is inevitably probably going to replace them at right. their positions and with again, long-term options. The cap space next year is huge. Uh-huh. Yeah, It's huge next year. They have a ton of cap next year. So yeah. yeah, he's plugging holes with the ability. Listen, the Giants, we've seen it. They re-signed a lot of their guys. Barkley's back. Slayton's back. Shep is back. Jones is back, right? All these guys came back. So if Waller, again, Waller's under contract through 2026. So if he's good, you just keep him there. You don't mess with the contract. You keep him. If you really like Paris Campbell, if Paris Campbell comes out and has a year where he has 83 catches and he has 900 yards and nine touchdowns and you say, he's a staple, we're keeping him. You give him a contract. You're going to have money yeah. to give him a contract. So yeah. you know, you're going to have money it. to get Andrew Thomas or Dexter Lawrence. You're going to have money to keep those guys. And again, Goes back to what I said about Shane before. He told us what he what he was going to do. Do you remember how he said, 
ideally you prefer to have the guys in the building because you get to know how they work and what, what kind of personality by not giving these free agents big term long-term deals it's an opportunity to get to know them how do they work how are they going to fit in over the long term if they don't fit in we move on if they fit in and they play well for us we keep them i it's also like, the fact, approach, I also like that. That they brought back mac breeder I, I like that. Yeah, he I love that move. And I, mean, I like that he, and Brita, I like that he wants to come back. It shows right, you that Brita they're building can do a lot of things. And we saw that Brita can catch. He can do. He can do everything. Brita can catch. He can run the ball. He's he's a hard runner. We saw that he runs downhill. Um, I like. I think he's a good compliment to yeah. Saquon Barkley. So I like that move too. Yeah, that's why I like. I, the only thing that sucks, and we we know this sucks, and we knew this that he was probably going to leave was that we lost Nick Gates and. Because we all like Nick Gates. Um, and I know, you know, I've had some Washington fans asking about him. I said, you're going to love him. Oh. I said, you're going to absolutely love him. I go, listen, whenever someone goes after your quarterback or there's a scrum, he's going to be the first one to defend yeah. you. He's a guy you want in a foxhole. He's tough as hell. He came back from a massive injury. It's a great story. He works his ass off and he's tough as nails. You know, that's what you want in alignment. He is what you want in a lineman. He has the personality of a lineman. That's what you want. Yes. I feel like I've lost my personal protector in the last one. He, <laughs> yeah, it it sucks that we lost him, but, but I, I wish him nothing but the best. He's like, don't worry. He, says, he, he said, I, I left a good word for, for you for with other guys. So I'm like, okay, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I was sorry to see that. Uh, Scott Young, thank you for the compliment. You know, I know other writers say this. I don't say it often, but I represent you guys, the Giant fans. So I try to ask what I think you guys might want to know. Yeah. Um, sometimes I get it. Sometimes I don't. Uh, but, you know, I, I try to be accessible to you guys via Twitter, Instagram, here on YouTube. So if there's something you want to know, if I can't get you an answer, I'll try and get you an answer. There have been many times when somebody has said, hey, why don't you, you know, ask so-and-so about this topic? And I'll go and I'll, I'll build it in. And, you know, so really you guys are are why I do what I do. He's on the money though, Patricia. And I, I'm not just saying this because I work with you and you, you know, you have me on your channel. You've been really nice to me since you've really started a YouTube channel. Give me your platform. And I'm sure me gaining exposure off of, you know, your, you know, you being a writer of, of the team. Um, but it's the truth. And I didn't, I'm going to be honest with you before I started working with you, I didn't really like listen to who asked the questions. I would just like take the quotes. And if it was an interesting quote, I'd make a video about it. It'd be a topic. But since I've worked with you, I listen to the writers and which individual writers asking. You you could tell from listening to it which writers take the time to like think out the questions they're going to ask and which ones don't. You could tell which writers ask the questions that they're doing it strictly for clicks and they're trying to get a reaction. Every time I hear you give a question, it's educational. It, it it's a well thought out question. And you could tell that Shane appreciates it. You could tell that Dable appreciates it. So I was going to say, Dable, when, when Dable gets asked a stupid question, he you can tell by the way he responds that it's like, yeah. what, what was the one he said? Uh, well, it was the third quarter this time, right? It wasn't, what, what did he say that one time? I forgot what it I was. don't remember, but. Well, they're like, it, oh, it, this time we did it in the third quarter because he kept talking about coming back in the fourth quarter or whatever. Oh, oh. We did it. This time was the third but, quarter, right? But you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll let you all in on a little secret. I actually, you can't see it, but this was my notepad from today, from, from the uh, Okarake conference. And you can't see it, but I, what I do is I write down the questions as they come in because I very rarely am the first or second person called. And chances are somebody's going to ask a question that I might have. So I usually put like on the side here, I put down the questions 
I write down what I might want to ask. So if somebody asks a question, I cross it out and I say, okay, this question's gone. So I do give some thought into what I'm going to ask ahead of time. I try to research the people. Now it's a tough balance because there's obviously things that I find out in my research that I don't want to put out there for the group to jump on and then steal my story. Like I've got a great lead on Okereke, uh, an interesting like uh, human interest story on him. And I didn't want to ask him about it because I said, the second I put it out there, boom, it's going to be out there and somebody's, you know, Serbia's going to get it or somebody else is going to get it. Yeah. So it's, it is a balance act, but, um, but yeah, I do try to give some thought and I'm, I'm not the type where I feel I have to ask a question every day. If I have something pressing, I'll ask it. But if I don't, I don't need to hear myself talk. I mean, that's just how I feel. Yeah. So, no, it's, it's well, thank true. Thank you for the compliment. Tana, yeah. I appreciate it. No, it's true. I, when I listen, because I, when I listen to the press conference, I'm like, sh- you could tell you took time to think about that question. Where other guys, it's just like, you know, like I, I'm not going to give any names, but somebody will come up and, you know, uh, who was it in the last press conference with uh, uh, with Waller? I, I think it was Pat Leonard. I can't remember. I, I don't remember who the last question was that they showed. And he said, <laughs> he said, did you pass your physical? And Darren Wall looked at him like, <laughs> uh, "Yeah, he wouldn't be." I'm still in the building, am I not? I was like, "Oh my was god, like, these guys, man!" <laughs> yeah, sometimes you know, I I don't want to be critical of my colleagues, but sometimes some of the questions I'm like, you know, I I, I, I have to train myself not to roll my eyes because it's like, uh, duh, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I I just you know <laughs> try and stay in my own lane and do what I can do and let's let them do ask what they feel is important. But where I get, where I get huffy, if you will, is when, and I've had this happen where certain people who shall remain nameless have actually laughed at me for some of the questions that I asked, because it, it breaks up the flow of what the question the jour is, you know what I mean? So yeah. like, I'll, I'll never forget. Um, we were talking with Pat Graham when he was defensive coordinator. And I, I, I think it had something to do with COVID. I don't remember the exact topic. And he answered the, the same question. He must've gotten the same question four or five times in a row. And finally I said to myself, okay, he's answered it. He's not going to give a different answer. Let me ask something else. So I asked something different. And I remember somebody actually without mentioning me by name called me out on Twitter and said, the big story of the day is the COVID thing. And, and another reporter comes in and has the gall to ask about. And I forget what it was I asked about. but I You probably I, asked, why are you playing soft zone on third and two? I don't remember what That's it was. Probably I don't <laughs> remember what it was, but I, but I remember the person calling me out. And I remember going up to that person the next time I saw him or her and getting in that person's face and said, what the hell was that? And they were like, well, I didn't mention your name. No, but everybody on the call knew who it was. And anybody listening to the to the conference call would know who it is. All right. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. I was furious, man. It's like I, I, I like I, I like when you get a little little furious, a little animosity. I like it. Yeah, that's the attack. Yeah, I, that that. yeah. I don't I know you don't like it, but I like I like seeing a little a little fire. Yeah, listen, when we do the game together and Chris gets mad, that makes me happy. <laughs> Like when Chris gets pissed, I'm like, yes, thank you, because I get mad. I I I blow down because I scream at the top of my lungs. Chris you know, is usually a level-headed guy, so when Chris, like the one day he broke a beer bottle or whatever it was, when when we missed the two-point conversion against Tampa, yeah, yeah. they picked up the flag. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, 
That's what I'm talking about. See, Christian yeah, I remember, I remember that reaction. Yeah, so it's like – so I remember that reaction for Bad Dogs. So this is – you remember the game, Pat, when they picked up the two-point conversion at the end when we played Brady like two years ago? And we just lost the game, but Bad Dog was happy because I reacted that way. Right. <laughs> Rather than flipping out, Bad Dog, like, yes, Chris. <laughs> yes, I was, I was, I was not happy. No, but I'm like, yes, happy. Chris is pissed. I love it. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's funny. Um, when I do my, my tape shows, I get pissed at myself because I, I think I've told you this before. I struggle with my ad reads. Even though I have a script and I'm reading it and I'm reading word for word off my script i always screw them up and i have to splice them together and or redo them and my reactions i i, I would never publish this blooper reel because sometimes the, the stuff that comes out of my mouth just won't be suitable for family consumption yeah. <laughs> but it's so hysterical my husband laughs at me he goes my God, he says, you're getting upset over, over botching this. I said, yes, because I'm reading the darn thing. It's right in front of me and I'm screwing it up. So he's like, well, don't read it then. He said, just ad lib it. And I can't ad lib the, com the commercials because then I'll forget something that I'm supposed to say. <laughs> so right. it's, but one day I, I, I thought about doing a blooper reel. I think it would be kind of funny. But the problem well, I've done many, but I've definitely done blooper <laughs> reels where I botch a name or whatever. And, you know, because a lot, a lot of, but the thing is, a lot of time, most times, my videos are just they're off the hip. I mean, I don't usually play. There's, there's definitely things like, especially post game stuff. Like, I know there's things I want to cover, and there's always things I forget. Like, I forgot that even today, when I, when I was talking about um, how I kind of I wanted McCall Hardman and Paris Campbell's kind of the same type of guy, a guy with a ton of speed, and like I said, an athletic guy, but it's dealt with injury. Um, but Hardman never had the season that Campbell had this year. And the fact that Campbell had a really good season with a really, like I said, a, a carousel of quarterbacks in Indianapolis and a team that was just God awful. Um, I liked that better. And I didn't even, I never even thought about Paris Campbell being a giant because I heard they were interested in McCole Hartman. I heard they were interested in DJ Chark. Campbell and Waller, I didn't, was not expecting either, especially Waller. I was not expecting that. Right. Um, but, I love it. I, I, I love this offseason, man. I love what they've done. And, right. Yeah, uh, they've, they've made impact moves, but it's been – they haven't overcommitted. It's, it's great. Exactly. It's the best, best of both worlds. Yep. All right, listen, guys. Before we wrap up, I've got one last question for you, and then i got to go and i got to take the other show as well as finish some writing. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be up all late, late tonight. But uh, I actually saw this um, in the, uh, the chat. Somebody uh, made this comment here. Do you think – or how close do you think the Giants have come to closing the gap between uh, themselves and Philly and Dallas with the moves that they made so far? Dallas, a lot. Yeah. Dallas, a lot. Yeah. Philly, Philly's still really good. On paper, they're they're still really good. I think. Yeah, I, I hate think it, Patty. I hate saying that. You know, I hate saying that. I, I think we're pretty. I know close you're gonna to wash that. your mouth out there. Wash your mouth out with soap. I hate, it, right? I hate. I hate having to give that team compliments. <laughs> I hate it so much. It makes me sick, physically ill. But they're good. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I can't. They're good. That's a good team. That is a talented team from top to bottom. And their Even GM is a smart players. guy. It sucks. Sucks. See, I want Jerry Jones to live forever. I think Harry Roseman just retire and go live with Gettleman in Cape Cod. Just. <laughs> Keep doing it. I, I, yeah, I think I, I, I got to see it first, but I would not be surprised if we caught the Cowboys. 
I, yeah, I would I not like be it. especially if we have a strong draft. I would not be surprised if we caught the Cowboys. Um, and I'm projecting that I think Jones is going to be better because of the second year in the offense with Dable. With so, I think we're going to be on par with the Cowboys next year. I, I really too. do. I don't think the Cowboys are going to be if they're if they're going to be better. It's going to be slightly better. Like mm-hmm. I think we're right there with them. The Eagles, I think we got closer, but it's still a big gap. Because, like, the Eagles definitely lost some pieces. They lost, like, half their starting defense. Now, they have a lot of rookies on that team that's going to replace them. The Kobe Dean people. Throw, like, they have some players, that, and they have they have two first-round picks. So, they're going to be able to replace some of those holes that they lost. I'm not downplaying the Eagles. They're still really there's good. There's secondaries. They brought back Slay. They brought back Bradbury. Now, obviously, they got Greedy Williams. So, their secondary is great. Yeah, no, they're still good. They're still really good. But um, I think we caught a little, you know, we, we closed the gap a little bit. I think 2024. We'll see is how the year. we do after the draft, though, too, right? Yeah. 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 I think 2024 right. is the year where we got a shot to really close the gap on the Eagles. I don't think it's happening yeah. this year. But but I, I, agree. I, think I, I think we're on par with Dallas. I think Dallas is slipping back. Yeah. And, and I think the Giants are coming up. But I think the Eagles are still they're they're better than we are. I, I, you know, it doesn't mean we can't beat them. I mean, any given Sunday, we know I that. 2007 Patriots are better than us, and I they mean, lost the most important game. But yeah, the Eagles are good. But at least be more competitive. Don't let the Eagles keep blowing the Giants out. Right. You know, I want to. So. I want to beat them. I, I don't care how we do it. You, you'll be insufferable if that ever happens. Oh, the, the Eagle fan. Listen, I'm <laughs> used to. I'm used to them pounding on me because we can't beat them. They they're not used to getting pounded by me. So let that happen one time. Because I would be insufferable. We have to beat that. <laughs> we're gonna catch. We're gonna catch them. It's just not this year. We're gonna catch them. Yeah, I think so, too. All right. Well, listen, guys, this was fun, as always. I want to thank you for coming on. Everybody who is still on the chat with us, I know we ran a little long, but thank you for hanging out with us. It was a lot of fun. We'll do this again sometime, right? Right, guys? That should be other stuff to talk about. We'll do it again. Absolutely. We're going to start our show up next week. What's that? We're going to start our show back up next week. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll definitely do this again, um, especially as we get closer to the draft. There'll be plenty of stuff to talk about. And we'll see if there's any other blockbuster moves that, you know, warrant us jumping on the show. But this is fun. Thank you so much for, for tuning in. Don't forget, there's going to be a regular show tomorrow. I'm going to tape that after I get off here and after I get some something hot for my voice because I know my voice is going. Um, check me out on Giants Country as well. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter. Um, if, you, if there's a question that we didn't get to tonight, drop it in the comment box or send it to me, and I'll work it into either a show or on the Giants Country Mailbag. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you again soon. I'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>